Y'all, we heard the complaints. For weeks, y'all told us we need mic stands. It makes too much noise and move around. We look silly. Y'all make fun of the way I hold my mic with my fingers instead of the whole hands. We heard you. We finally got them. We're here making an upgrade. It's time. Professionals. <laughs> yeah. Holding a mic with your two fingers is insane, Isaac. Your fingers must be strong as hell. And also, more importantly, <laughs> this is the start to a new beginning. This is my process of slowly but surely getting out of the hood. <laughs> Look at exactly. this. Mike's that shit is nice. Yeah. When we told people the HOH deal was starting, everyone was like, oh my God, we're getting low out the Bronx. Not yet, but little, little by little, you know? Slide small yeah. upgrades and make a big picture. Yeah. Yeah. Baby it. sets, baby sets. Maybe in a couple months, I'll be out of the hood, out of the Bronx. But as of now, I'm staying put. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. As y'all see from the title, today we're taking a step back and observing the whole league from a top down perspective and giving our first power rankings of the season. You know, the first few weeks of the season, a lot of our analysis is based on preconceived notions coming into the season, what we expected from teams, because you know you can't learn, you can only learn so much from a five-game sample size. But now we're gonna look back and purely base things based off what teams have done in the first ten games of the season and admit where we were wrong. And man, yep. I don't know about y'all, I was wrong about a lot of shit this year. Yep. Yeah, nah, I was, I, listen, I was, I was wrong too. I'm gonna say I'm, I was wrong, yep. but I don't. Here's the thing. I feel like, and once I like write it down, I'm probably more wrong about like more things, but I think that I was just wrong about like things just loudly. Like that's yeah, that's exactly I think. same. You know, same. I, think, I think I was just loudly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like this is my, one of my worst years of predictions, but that's mostly because there's a few things that we stood very hard on the Timberwolves that we were just wrong as shit about. Scotty Barnes, we were just wrong as shit about. <laughs> but a lot of the things did go. Like, no, we called the Pacers being good, stuff like that. But again, we're going to give our power rankings 1 through 30. And for me, it's based on purely this season, no preconceived notions of what we thought coming into the year. But also, I'm keeping some context into it. Like, I'm not going to put the Suns at, like, 20th, even though they have the 20th best record, because they've been hurt. And I'm going to give them, you know, not necessarily <clears throat> pass, but I know once they have Booker for an elongated period of time, they're going to be better. Stuff like that. I'm going to apply some context. It's not It's not going to be just like the records. You know what I mean? You're nicer than me. Yeah, man. But right before we get into this episode, we have to go ahead and remind you guys about the Christmas giveaway. Listen, it could happen by Christmas or it could happen at Valentine's Day. Really depends on when you want it to happen. Follow us on Twitter because we're all giving away a PS5 to one of you guys. That's yep. all you got to do. Once we hit 10K. Once we hit 10K followers on Twitter. Listen, we're, we we announced this. We're at like 1K. Y'all have already got us to, I think, 4.9. We're almost at 5K. I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, we'll hit 5K because of this, which, you know, we're halfway there. Maybe it'll be another month or two, like Mo said. Who knows? But once we hit 10K followers, we're giving away PS5. I would love to give it to y'all for Christmas, like Mo said. So hopefully y'all hurry up. We'll see. But don't let the support stop there. You have to go ahead and leave a like on this video. Five stars across every yep. single audio platform that Talk you to listen us. to this episode on. And on top of that, leave a like on this video. Of course. Yeah, he, you got to leave a like. It's so important that he had to say it twice. It's so important <laughs> that you can do for us. Facts, you got to do it twice. Use your main and a burner. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Let's get into these power rankings. <laughs> the cranium is crazy. I mean, I don't really don't know, don't know what to say. I think we obviously we're going to start from 30 and move our way down. And I think for these first five, 
our first 10, I should say. Let's just run through them real fast because, you know, it's the worst teams in the league. I think we'll review all of our teams at once. And now it's on the screen. All right, cool. Where? <laughs> all right, what, what stands out to you guys? Because yeah, there's, so, there's, one, there's one team that, like, that, that one of us has that the other two don't. Yep. Yeah, okay, well, well, let's say them out loud for the yeah. audio listeners because not everybody's watching on YouTube. For me, at 30, I have the Washington Wizards. At 29, the Pistons. 28, the Trailblazers. 27, the Memphis Grizzlies. And 26, the Spurs. Okay. All right. At 30, I have the San Antonio Spurs. 29, okay. 29, I have the Pistons. 28, I have the Grizzlies. 27, I have the Wizards. And then 26, I have the Blazers. Nice. So at 30, of course, I have the Wizards. At 29, it's a sweep. I got the Detroit Pistons. 28, the Blazers. 27, the Spurs. And at 26, <coughs> I am the only one who adds the Chicago Bulls there. And of course, this is applied with some context of the recent news revolving around Zach Levine. So what do y'all yeah, think they're about? Yeah, they're going to blow it up pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, obvious thing right here. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't have much of an opinion about these bottom five teams, if I'm being real with you. I think uh, Donovan has the Spurs really low. I get I mean, it. Yeah. They have the 30th ranked defense. They are ass. They have no point guard. They're horrible. I honestly don't know why I have them higher. I, I think it's fine. I just, I had to put the Wizards on the bottom because I think they're a front to basketball. I think you watch them play, and it's looking like you're watching a team that's not trying, but not in a normal I'm trying to tank for a high pick way, in a I disrespect the league way. It's gross. <laughs> no, it's listen, awful. They definitely seem like a money laundering operation. 100%. But, uh, 100%, right? But the Spurs have lost nine straight games, and it's like yeah. nobody else. Well, actually, no. Detroit's done that. That's why they're at 29-2. But yeah. if it wasn't for Wemby and the hype around them, I don't. I think like... San Antonio would easily be 30 for everybody around the league. But they've had a couple fun games, right, to start the season. They, yeah. were, they were kind of decent. That's that's worn off for, for me. Now, when I watch them, it's like, why why am I watching this team? Because they, they're not <laughs> this, good. This convo is yeah. just about who has the least amount of motion, and it easily has to be the Washington <laughs> Wizards. Like, who in your right mind would be like, yo, it's a Friday night. I ain't got no people to be around no hoes let me go ahead and watch the washington wizards you sick man <laughs> yeah i said people hey, first when you i thought was like, about you know not what? saying it screw it oh let me say people let me be real he was, like, nah. <laughs> he was like nah i'm gonna let it fly like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man yeah. they're a disgrace to basketball like you said the only good thing about their organization <laughs> right now is like i guess kyle kuzmi putting that shit on and Bilal kulabali he's an interesting ass rookie but other than yeah. that it's like Bro, gross. I just saw Denny of Diaz shoot like six for 18 on a random Wednesday or Thursday night. The fuck am I doing with my life? Reevaluate yourself. And yeah. that's why the Wizards <laughs> deserve to be at 30. But other than that, I'm off this, I'm off this top five or bottom. Yeah, five. I mean, I, I they suck too. The 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 Spurs suck too, but do you realize the Grizzlies are two and nine and the Pistons are two and ten? Like I just <laughs> they're <laughs> so bad and so incompetent right now that like I had to put the Spurs above them. I I probably should have put the Grizzlies above the Spurs just because. A running theme on my list y'all see is I don't I try not to ding teams too much because they're just missing players and because they're injured. I tried like be like maybe they're playing well despite that, but like say the Suns for example, I think I said earlier, yeah, they're given some benefit of the doubt. You could say that for the Grizzlies, you know they're gonna be better. But listen, I don't gotta give Job benefit of the doubt because he got himself fucking suspended. So I was like, listen, they're they're trash right now. They've been nothing but trash. They gotta be below the Spurs, <laughs> and I feel the way about the other teams too, like. The Trailblazers are missing a lot of guys. Even with those guys back, I think they would still be bad. 
Yeah. So that's okay. <laughs> that's that's fair. Mo, I want to know, like, obviously, like you said earlier, that you put them, you put the Bulls in here because of like the the news that's been swirling around Levine, and like you think that they're gonna blow them up. Is that like the only reason why they're in the bottom five for you, or is just everything else that you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming <laughs> it, it's it's both. It's both. I'm assuming that they're gonna go ahead and blow it up. I we just saw uh, Alex Caruso trade rumors coming from Shams. Ten plus teams were interested into him, and so like with those some of their best players, some of the most important players being up in the loom for sale, like they have to be one of these bottom five teams. And then on top of that. Listen, a propaganda that I was pushing or a situation, a conversation that I was pushing was Patrick Williams. <laughs> man, oh man. I thought he was good. I thought he I thought he didn't have a chance. <laughs> and although what I still said in my overall idea that I was trying to push on to you guys still remains the same for hella NBA players, but for that one specifically, <clears throat> he is not good. He got demoted to the bitch. And he's still shooting yeah, like you 30 were, some you were on my ass. You were tripping. We were argue, the argument was Patrick Williams should be on a team that gives him more touches. And I was like, no, he doesn't deserve touches. He has to be a good 3 and D player first. <laughs> that man is averaging 6.3 points per game on 27% from the three, 32% from the field, <laughs> 3.6 rebounds, 1.3 assists. That's your man's? Baller. Thank God. <laughs> That's your man's bro? <laughs> no, I'm not even a Bulls fan, man. God, let's move on to the next. <laughs> it can be sad. <laughs> That's great, man. But yeah, not too much to say about these bottom five teams. We all have relatively the same guys on here. I guess, who does Mo? Oh, so you have the Grizzlies higher. Sure, yeah, I, have the Grizzlies I guess. Higher. I don't know how you could put Fine. the Grizzlies above the Bulls. The Grizzlies are two and nine. But the only reason I'm why I did was because, you know, uh, going back to I'm not going to ding them too hard because of missing players. I know the Memphis Grizzlies will literally be better once John Morant enters that facility. So yeah. I know they'll be I know they'll be better than, you know, what I'm saying this top, this top, this bottom five range. OK. All right. Let's move on to the next five. Again, we're revealing this next five all at once because we're going to try to get through these as fast as possible to really dissect the top 20. My 25 through 21, I have the Jazz at 25, Hornets at 24. Bulls at 23, Clippers at 22, surprising, but, you know, they got to be low. And at 21, I have the Raptors. Mm. Okay. All right. I also have the Jazz at 25, also have the Hornets at 24, I have the Pelicans at 23, the Clippers at 22, and I have the Bulls at 21. Nice. Okay. Back-to-back clean sweep. I also have the 25, 25 out of the Utah Jazz. Again, back-to-back clean sweep. 24, Charlotte Hornets. 23, <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Maybe what? I had them way too low, way too but low. we can we can <laughs> conversate about the, that a little later. The Grizzlies, twenty two, <laughs> twenty two. I have the Toronto Raptors and twenty one the Grizzlies. You're bugging twenty one Grizzlies. That's I that, am that's insane. They're two that's and insane. nine. <laughs> so many things into that's consideration. <laughs> so many things into consideration, and I, I know the Grizzlies are two and nine. Jaron Jackson Jr. doesn't look that good. Marcus Smart, he just got hurt. God damn it. So it's like they're in the trenches right now, but at the same time, I know they wouldn't be this bad if Ja was there. So I'm taking that into he's consideration. Not. I mean, like, and it was not. So I'm like, I have to, I have to value those two things. All right, but man. To, whatever. Okay. <laughs> to, to say that, to say that they're better than than nine teams in the league is wild right now. Yeah, especially the Nets. The Nets got really disrespected because the Nets are the seven seed. <laughs> yeah, they're the seven they're seed, but like for no reason. Like I don't know. Oh, for a good reason. The Nets are just like one of they're easily the most confusing team in the NBA because they have like a certain ar- archetype of a bunch of players and they're just straight up good in there. Every every 
preconceived notions that you have about the Brooklyn Nets before the season started, scratch that shit. They're the complete, they're the complete yeah. opposite of what they actually are. They're yeah. the eighth offense in the league right now. What the That's fuck? Who, who do you have to make that valid? I don't know, man. Dean Weedy's been cooking, especially now that Ben Simmons is out, which I guess we got to talk about. Another back injury for him. He's back out with, a, I think, a nerve injury in his lower back. I think he might be cooked physically. He might be on Brandon Roy timing. We'll see. Sad for him. But because of that, Spencer Dinwiddie was cooking last game. Cam Thomas is out right now, but he looks like a star scorer for them for the first couple weeks of the season. Mikael Bridges is Mikael Bridges. Cam Johnson is back, who, you know, stretch four, really good player. Nick Claxton's coming back. Like, that is a recipe that doesn't sound good, but when you put all the pieces together, they got spacing, they got penetrators, they got lob finishers. They shoot hella threes and make hella threes. It works. Let's see if they can keep this up. Although they are the top <laughs> eight, the top eight. <laughs> nah, I'm just saying, like, yeah, they're number eight in fucking offense. Like, congrats. You know what I'm saying? Some of the worst teams have had reached the same feats early in the season. That doesn't move me necessarily. Do this in game yeah. one room like two 20 games, 30 games in the season, then I'm going to give you your props. Right now, I can't okay. just yet. I mean, listen, I'm a look, I'm Isaac's right. I'm going to give the Nets their prop because this is exactly what we thought they were going to be in the first place. Like, we all thought that the Nets would be like, Somewhere around the play-in, they're doing better right now. So shout out to y'all. Even they're actually way better than I thought. I thought they'd be kind of crap. I thought they'd be like twelve C or like eleven C, like exactly decent ish. Yeah. But like I didn't think they'd be in competitive to be like a winning record like this. So they've surprised me. I was I was a little wrong about them. Apparently, what's their the exact biggest, record? Are they like seven and four or something like that? Six and five. Six and five. Yeah. Oh, okay. The biggest shock yeah. for me is them being this good without Ben Simmons making the resurgence that at least Isaac and I thought that he was going to be making. You know, he was actually pretty good. I thought he was looking like. I mean, so I my. Hot take, which is obviously just for the hot take episode, I didn't really believe it 100%, was that he'd be their best player by the end of the season. But he was good, like, for what you'd want from somebody who's clearly past their prime physically. I thought he was playing pretty well before the back injury came around. Huh. Six, seven but points per game is not enough for him. Back in, listen, he's Draymond Green at this point of his career. He's not going to be a scorer like that. Yeah. <laughs> Six point five is the best you can hope for. Yeah, but well, let's talk about more of these teams. Obviously, we all have the Jazz at 25. Fair enough. They're not trying to win. 24, we have the Hornets. That's the team I was wrong about. For now. Because Miles Bridges is coming back, sadly. But he'll make them better. Uh, he should be playing for Team uh, Rikers. But I digress. He's going to make them better. But I said they were going to be like the nine seed, a competitive team. They can still turn it around. But man, have they been crap. Do y'all have an opinion as to why? There's been a lot going on when it comes to their lineup. Gordon Hayward, Brandon Miller, and Terry Rozier have been in and out. They're just constant flux, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. at the start of the season, too, LaMelo Ball was putting yeah. on his best impression of LiAngelo Ball, just wasn't doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Bricks, stealing money Bro, from leave the Charlotte Hornets organization. Leave LiAngelo um, alone. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> LaMelo's turned the fuck up since then, and he's been hooping his ass off, you know? So yeah, I expect them to machine. be... Yeah, exactly. So I expect them to be better. But if they don't end up being better, I still think this is like a safest range for them. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think right now, like without Miles Bridges, is kind of where I expected them. the The push that I thought that they were going to make this year was because Bridges was coming <laughs> back, and so like he obviously like he hasn't been here, and so I mean I'm very interested in their next ten games, and once they get yeah. some, once they get some more scoring, like if they stay here at this level, then it's going to be kind of concerning. But the teams above them in the East, 
I like like look, Brooklyn is six and five and they're in the seventh seed. It's not obviously three and seven is not where you want to be, but it's not like getting into the play in range is incapable at this point of the season. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So and honestly, like you can win three straight games and be fine. And honestly, you profile this team as somebody building around LaMelo Ball. You have Terry Rozier next to him as another good offensive guard. You have some interesting forwards like PJ Washington, soon to be Miles Bridges, Brandon Miller's a rookie. A lot of good scorers, right? Yeah. You think they'd be a solid offense? That'd be what carries them? And they have been. They're, they're the 11th offense in the league right now with LaMelo Ball having a slow start. The problem is they're dead last in defensive rating with 120 defensive rating. Ridiculous. Ooh. That obviously has to change. You know, they have... Uh, Mark uh, Mark Williams, that's his name, right? The center. Yes, Mark yeah. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I thought it was wrong for a second. Maybe the rim protector, the rim protector of the future, clearly hasn't been enough. I'm looking at their numbers right now. They actually part of it may be bad luck because teams are currently shooting 39.5 percent from three against them. Yeah, which is you know a lot of times teams start the year having crazy good shooting luck on defense and make them one of the best defense in the league. And we got to be like relaxed. Teams are going to start hitting threes against them. But maybe it's the opposite for the Hornets. Maybe they're just being really unlucky because that's pretty ridiculous. The next team is 36%. So Bro. they might just be unlucky. And I, having, I think I think that's what it is. Yeah. And Ooh, they're to, also, <laughs> maybe yeah. never, never mind. One more number. They're 29th in half court offense. I mean, half court defense. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I, three points I digress. Play. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense, right? Every, I feel like LaMelo Ball's defense has been very unimpressive this year. Yeah, listen, every alert, every red flag needs to be blown when you let the Washington Wizards drop 132 points on your head. <laughs> listen, <laughs> There's man, issues. Look, the, the brunch boys are some scorers. All right, they hit, they're, they're getting shots up. All right, Kuz, Kuzma, Kuzma and Poole, they're going to they're gonna chuck. <laughs> they also give up the most transition points in the NBA on defense, so they don't get back on defense. They don't do well when they do get back in the half court. They're just bad all around. <laughs> yeah, that's uninspiring. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, kind of expected from a young team, but I'm not sure I have faith that I'll turn around. So if that doesn't, then the whole idea of me thinking they can be like a nine seed or so, that's out the window. A team that's not young, to turn the page, a team that's not young that I want to conversate about a little bit with y'all, the Los Angeles Clippers, why are <laughs> they at 22 for you guys? Before I give my opinion, Donovan, the end of last episode, you told people to comment, Clippers slander is coming. At that point, they were 0-3, and you were like, listen, I'm watching. Now they're 0-5. Donovan, I want you to ISO. I'm going to move my mic away from me. This is Donovan time. ISO, ISO. Nah, these dudes suck, man. And I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love it. I really do. They, listen, James Harden has come in and ruined the vibes of yet another team. And it's crazy because <laughs> they, and this was this was something that like all of us had on our radar. And it was, some, it was something that was like very apparent in the in the Nuggets game the other day where they were making this comeback. They were knocking down all these threes. And like Russ is playing really well. And then you bring you bring James back into the game. Russ goes on the bench. And everything just looks clunky. And it's like, yo, what is going on here? They are they are <coughs> losing. They are currently losing all the minutes when James Harden is on the floor. <laughs> they win the minutes when he's off the floor. And you leave every game, at least in the first, you know, six games, thinking, are they better off not making this trade and just keeping everything that they were doing and letting Russell Westbrook cook, letting Paul George, who was cooking at the start of the year, keep doing what he was doing, letting Kawhi get into his mode. And the answer is probably yes. And it's like <laughs> James Harden comes in. He's like, oh, I'm still not in shape. We'll see how long that takes. 
They don't know what rotations to, to play. They're too small. They don't have anybody to do the nitty-gritty dirty work. And you might have just messed up whatever re, uh, rejuvenation that you got out of Russell Westbrook. So, yeah, listen, the Clippers did what they always do, and they they messed up. They, they squandered a very good opportunity to be kind of solid. And so I hope that they keep losing. And <laughs> this, this is fantastic. I've, this last week of basketball has been one of my favorite weeks of Clipper basketball. <laughs> since, like, yeah, man. Since, since the week that they've blown the 3-1 lead, I've never enjoyed Clipper basketball more than right now. Wow, when man. James Harden's on the court, Talk the to Clippers him. have a 105.6 offensive rating. Would be dead last in the NBA by a wide margin. When he's on the court, remember I said that the Hornets had a 120 defensive rating and that was like terrible? Yeah. yeah. When James Harden is playing, the Clippers have a 125. Dude, I thought he was supposed to be the system. Instead of being the system, <laughs> this sounds like... He's a system error. <laughs> system error, systematic impression. Uh, like whatever you want to call it, he is he is the worst thing to happen. But honestly... Sitting down and seeing what their big brother has done with someone like Austin Reeves, you know, like take, putting him on the bench. Yeah, putting him on the bench and letting him cook off of there and figure shit out. If James Harden did have such a huge ego and all this, I don't want to say baggage behind him or whatever, but if James Harden didn't have such an ego, I think honestly the Hornets or the Clippers would be better off having him come off of the bench. But I know that that would, that would just cause so much friction and he would just be OD unnecessary if that was to be the case. So instead, someone like Russ has to come off the bench, which I don't think is necessarily the best for the entirety of their team. Someone like Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And speaking of Kawhi Leonard, since James Harden been there, he's been looking like Rudy Gay, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> it's all messed up over there. It's all messed up over yeah. there. I definitely don't think James Harden should come off the bench because I feel like when you make a trade for him, he's not. this team can only succeed if they can get James Harden to work if they can find an idealized version of this core that works. So I feel like if you punt it on him to the bench, well, like you said, ego, it's never going to happen. Even if you would be down, I just think that limits your ceiling. You have to find a way to make it work or else you, do, you might as well blow the fucking team up. I don't even think that'll limit your ceiling. Of course, he can play like closing minutes. I just think like him coming off the bench, he will be the best six man. He won six man of the year or before, but he'll be the best six man as possible. Yeah, and why not have Russ do that? Why not have Russ do that? Because James Harden is better. That's why. He, he'll be so better. So why would you have Russ off the bench if he's better? While I have Russ pure, off the pure, bench. For if fit. Be for fit. Yeah. I think, I think like. Russ is a worse fit. You've all. No. He's not. Did you did you not see what he how he how he had okay. Kawhi and me, Paul George playing at the start of the season? Let me. You can't say he's a worse fit off now. That. now that the slam is out the way, let me be devil's advocate. They're going to be fine long term. They've for sure. played together for a few games. James Harden didn't have a training camp, didn't have a preseason because of his own volition because he wanted to hold out and force his way out. So not to give him a pass, but that's why he's out of shape and looks like shit right now. That's why he's not moving on defense, doing anything. That'll improve. It improved in the last game against the Nuggets. They almost beat them. We actually saw them moving off ball, making threes and like not just standing looking at each other. And honestly, it's not just that Harden has been bad. It's not just his fault. No, it's Kawhi every, Leonard no, it's has been trash. Yes. Rudy have you seen Kawhi Leonard's good. numbers? Yes. Kawhi Leonard has not been good for his standards at all. He's shooting 37% from mid-range. Usually he's at around 49%. He needs to be better and play like a superstar. Because right now, it was it's Paul George looking like the best player on the team. Kawhi Leonard looking like a shell of himself. And James Harden trying to fit in. While Russell Westbrook is a square peg that's trying to do his best. But 
Listen, there's only so many balls to go around, and he's the fourth fourth least talented player there. It's going to be better, but it's not just his fault. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's not his fault yeah. whatsoever. I think with all that context put into place, Harden being ingratiated into this brand new whole system and also him, have to, him having to play into game shape, it would be so much easier to at least have him start off coming off of the bench like immediately. You know what I'm saying? And maybe as the season goes on, you can toy with certain things or whatever, but just throwing him into the fire and be like, figure this shit out after they got <laughs> off to a pretty good start. It just logically makes more and more sense. But of course, I'm using that with hindsight, obviously. So I think they'll be yeah. fine overall at the end of the day, you know? Okay, so we said they'll be fine because they'll be better than like 0-5, obviously. Yeah. But what's fine look like? Like, can they be a contender with this? I mean, no. there's a reason to doubt that they can't be a top-tier team. Like, you could say that the ceiling isn't quite there because maybe it'll never work, especially because Ty Lu just said that he has no intention of bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench. They're going to rock with these four and try to make it work. Is that ceiling still there? No, it's it's not. I don't I don't think it's there. I think that I think when you look at like if you think that top three is or top four is kind of like the ceiling for them, and you go yeah. down the list of teams in the Western Conference, are they are they better than Denver? No. Are you are they better than Minnesota? No. Would you take them over Oklahoma City? No. Would you take them over Sacramento? No. Like there's there's a there's a handful of teams that hmm. I would easily say no, and then you get into a bunch of conversations about like whenever they start clicking and doing stuff like this. But if I expect Kawhi Leonard to play better, obviously, like these his yeah. his level of play has been very very bad. But the fit and the issues that they have right now, I think when you bring James Harden into the building, like he said, I'm the system, and Mo Mo said it jokingly, but it's actually real. Like he brings those systematic issues to your yeah. offense. And I don't think that that's something that just goes away because we haven't seen it go away in <coughs> his entire career, especially this last, you know, three, four years. Yeah. So, so uh, no. I'm just concerned that is Kawhi going to be able to get on track when I, I feel like uh, uh, the problem that people point out is obviously it's quick to jump to James Harden that his system doesn't work here. I feel like Kawhi's system might not work with James Harden in a way that we kind of assumed it would because he's capable of playing off ball. You know, he can shoot from the perimeter. Theoretically, he can cut, but like he just doesn't do it a lot. And does he want to? And you know, like and is that's he going to make that effort? And that's that's a major major problem in terms of the fit. Yeah. Where Kawhi and we're what ten games in, into the season, I know for a fact that Kawhi Leonard is going to miss fifteen games <laughs> for the for the rest <laughs> of the year minimum. Right? Is is he going to want to do? All the all the things that you need people who play alongside James Harden to do, and that's been something that like has been a a factor in like all of their careers, in Russell Westbrook's career, James Harden's career, and now Kawhi's. Now that you have this other star, now that you have this other ball dominant person who can lead an offense at times, are you going to be willing to to do the cuts? Are you going to be willing to to catch and shoot? Are you going to be willing to set screens to do all these to do all these things and? If everybody's not doing it at a consistent level, then I don't see where the ceiling of this team is to find continuity this year. Yeah, oh, man. It's so hard <laughs> for Kawhi, too, because, like, Paul George is on a tear and the, going away from him or, or deducting his touches is just would be the wrong yeah. decision to make. 
You know what I'm saying? I think that's why it's so hard and it's so like kind of clunky. I think the fit between those two already, it's good. It's fine. No, would say they're like one of the best fit synergy between the two is a one because they are the same exact archetype of player. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just hard. It's just hard. And like the thing for Paul George is that he is one of those players who can literally play with anyone in the NBA because of he can shoot get to the mid range and also get to the paint with ease. And of course, Kawhi Leonard can do those things, but he just does them in a different, a little bit slower and more methodical way. So when you add that alongside James Harden and Paul George there and Russell Russell, with just so much shit going on and Kawhi Leonard just seems like the personality to just like be like, cool. You know what I'm saying? I'm chilling yeah. until like the ball comes to me. And that's where the Rudy Gay effect comes in. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I kind of feel like? I kind of feel like if I'm their GM, I might have to trade Russell Westbrook. And it's not his fault at all. For years, we said that the Clippers need a point guard because, like Mo just said, the fit between Paul George and Kawhi is decent, but it's kind of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brownie where they do the same thing and don't really playmake for others quite as well. They're better than those other two guys, but, you know, they needed that playmaking punch in, uh, alongside them. The guy with Russ, we all said that Russ looked a lot better for them than he did the Lakers. And we saw the vision there of him kind of, you know, saving his career and giving this team a little bit what they need. And then in a vacuum, you'd say the same thing about James Harden. But now that they got both of them, it's kind of just like one too many cook. You know what I mean? Like it's like mm -hmm. one more piece than they needed. When they needed one, now they got two. And they're not going to bench Russ because they've all put so much into the fact that I respect him and I want him to be a part of this core. Ty Lue thinks it. Paul George thinks it. Every time he's on the pod, he's talking about that. Kawhi probably messes with Russ a lot. They're going to give him that respect. I think the GM might have to take it into his hands to eliminate one of these problems to do the whole Ewing theory, less is more thing. That might have to be what happens. Such a shame. So, oh, yeah, it's not his fault it's at a, all. It's such a shame because he, he went there at the lowest point of his career and started doing the stuff that they needed him to do and like really revitalized kind of the public image of himself. And now they're just going to you know ship him out. For, for they, James, they probably for, won't. They probably they, won't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think they will. And so I'm just talking about like in theory. I think that would yeah. be extremely detrimental to to the vibes of the Clippers, which probably right now you're right. already. Low. You're right. That's maybe they, maybe they shouldn't do. do it because of that. Exactly. So yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they shouldn't do that because of locker room issues. That would just like send a bad message to a team that honestly is on the verge of exploding if it doesn't go well this year. So mm -hmm. maybe I'm wrong in that way. But you know, if they're not going to bench him and they're trying to make this work. Maybe inevitably Tyloo will realize like we have to bench him because like there's no other way we've invested so much in a Harden you can't bench Harden. But I'm not entirely confident this four is going to make sense long term. I don't, yeah, I don't think so either. It's time for Tyloo. Listen, hit that hit that peace <laughs> sign. Hit that peace sign. Send in your resignation by All Star break. You can be somewhere you want to be by <laughs> by next year. You can be on a beach. You don't have to deal with this time. You don't. <laughs> you don't. You deserve better. And this is a this is a very tough spot for him to, to coach in. So yeah, it's I, very tough for any coach. This is a hard situation to ma yeah. make work. Yeah, man. And yeah. right now, the, the GM is the GM. None of us are sad about it frustration either. Frustration and shit. <laughs> and all they can do is just find pieces around, whether it be in free agency, free agency, like they did with uh, Daniel Tice, and just pick yeah. him up because they need some type of big body. Even though he's not really a big body, but he's a decent player. You know yeah, what I'm Tice saying? Is cool. And I like so. Tice. That's all that they can do at this point in time. And these players, along with Tyloo, are just going to have to figure this shit out. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see if they can. But I, I think it's I think that's enough Clippers talk. We got 
we had to give a rant about him. We had to talk about it. I think we finally move on to the top 20 where things get interesting. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. We're starting with Mo. T- t- talk us through your first five, Mo, cool. here in the 20s. All right. So at number 20, I have the New Orleans Pelicans at number 19. The Orlando Magic at number 18. <sighs> Almost had a stroke. But I have the Atlanta Hawks. 17, the Houston Rockets. And 16, the Knicks. Whew! I'm not going to lie, man. I think, you. I, think your list, I think your list sucks. I'm not going to lie. How Tell dare me why you. do you think it sucks? The Rockets at 17? Come on. Yeah, man. the Rockets have been great, but... I have I am, the Rockets top 10. I'll just spoil my list. Ooh, top 10. Your list, your list is a horrendous as fuck if you have it's them at really This is a power not, ranking. This really is based not. off this year. Just I understand that it's based games. off of this year, but you have to also take in consideration what actually happened within those 10 games and who they played. Okay. And if you look at Tell who they something. played, they played De'Aaron Fox twice. Uh, no, no, my, my bad, not De'Aaron Fox twice. They played a Kings team without De'Aaron Fox twice. True. They also played an AD-less Lakers, you know what I'm saying? True. They played the Denver Nuggets. They got a fucking great win against them. I was without Jamal Murray. I give them kudos to that. They did exactly what they should do, but I'm not warranting them. I'm Because of those wins, I'm not like the letting nuggets. them be top fucking 10, you know what I'm saying? The so Nuggets are like, 92. They beat the Nuggets. You said no, I know. I gave them kudos. You said they did what they should do. They should exactly. not beat the Nuggets. They should not beat the Nuggets. That's a great win. <laughs> without Jamal Murray immediately, like, of course they should still beat playing, the Nuggets or whatever. You're, but play, you're still Jokic. playing Jokic. Yeah, you're playing Jokic. I understand that. But they lost one game since Jamal Murray went out. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, this is still a fantastic win. I know. But, but I, I see what you mean. The strength, the strength of schedule isn't amazing. I get it. Exactly. I get it. I think 17 is a bit low even with that. But I understand. I, I thought the same thing. That's why I put them lower. Like, they're the four seed in the West. I don't have them as, like, the sixth best team because of that reason. So I'm with you. I just think 18 is a little bit low still. Like, I mean, 17. Like, over, the Knicks over them. Like, I, I don't I don't understand that. But outside of that, I respect the rest of this list. You have the Hawks yeah. lower than me. Tell me why. Look at Trey Young's shooting percentage, and then that, that'll be your answer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You, you know t- what I'm saying? They, you're taking the turn to pessimism with this team. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, like. He gave up on Trey Young three games in Everything. <laughs> no, everything pretty much is working for this team, and the potential is maximized. And Quinn Snyder has been doing almost everything perfect. He's not the perfect coach, but he's a pretty damn good coach, and you can't really have any complaints. And if Trey Young was playing at peak Trey Young form that we saw, not last year because that shit was ass, but the year before last year, you know what I'm saying? This team would be probably a top three seed in the Eastern Conference right now and be sitting at seven and three, you know what I'm saying? But instead, Trey Young's over here shooting 35% from the field and 27% from the uh, (laughs) three-point line. And I think the main thing with him is that he's trying to figure out how to work this offense while also going through his own shooting rules and the shooting rules specifically being his floaters and scoring in the paint. It's absolutely horrendous and it's been horrendous since last year. And he has to figure out that whole spiel. So yeah, it's man. A lot. He's, he's, he, going, he's going through a lot. That's what made him good was his floaters and his three-point shooting off the dribble. And right now from floater range, 37%. Two years ago was 47%. Even last year was 47%. From three, 28% right now. Listen, yeah. last year we said he was in a shooting slump and we were like, he'll be fine. How many more games until this isn't a slump? And because of that, I don't know. Yeah. Do you do you, be- do y'all remember when when Mo was like, oh yeah, like Trey Young, he's one of the five best shooters, one of the ten best shooters of all time. We were like, hey, like pump pump the brakes, pump the brakes. And this is this is why. <laughs> this, is, this is why it's not a. You want to hear some interesting numbers? It's Please. weird. We give Trey Young credit for being a great shooter, right? 
mm-hmm. because before last year he was a sniper. He was great. Let me go season by season and tell you his non-corner threes. First year, rookie year, you know, he's bad. We all knew he started slow. 32% non-corner threes. That's fine. He's a rookie. Year two, he got a lot better, right? 34% from non-corner threes. But he shot 62% from corners, so that brought the percentages up. Yeah. Year three, 33% on non-corner threes. Year four is when he had a good year, 38% on non-corner threes. Then last year, back down to 34. This year, 28 He's had one season in his career where he shot above average percentage on non-corner threes. Are you telling me that Trey Young is a corner merchant? <laughs> I'm saying he's maybe just not that good of a shooter and he just looks like he is because he takes a lot of them. And at a certain point, it's got... Okay, let me stop you there. It's not that he's not that good of a shooter. He takes not that good looks all the time because he's so trigger happy and he doesn't realize at times, yo, I'm 5'11". And so that makes him into a bad That makes him a bad shooter. No, it doesn't. It's not, it's not deducting it the skill. It's the actual... It's actually hey, both matter. Both matter. <laughs> yeah, both matter. Exactly. But one thing is not the other. I think when you talk about someone being a good shooter, it has to be shot selection and ability to make those shots. If if he can make them in a world where he was a more aware of what he could make and took the right shots, then great. Then he'd be a good shooter in that fantasy world. In this reality where he takes certain amounts of shots from certain amounts of areas, it doesn't make any of them. He's a bad shooter. Yeah. This what is makes awesome. this worse. Yeah. yeah. What makes this worse is that Everyone else, DeJounte Murray is having the best season of his fucking life. This is the peak version of DeJounte Murray. Um, Jalen Johnson is fucking, like I said a couple podcasts ago, he's LeBron James, basically. Obviously not really, but he's been absolutely insane. He's MIP candidate immediately, bro. He's been free from the shackles of Nate McMillan. And man, I got some stories to tell everyone. Man, just real quick. Back when there was the COVID days, bro, you guys know there was an NBA player by the name of Cat Barber, who existed, Nate McMillan chose to play him over Jalen Johnson. The Duke. I'm not gonna lie to you. First overall pick. I don't know who. I'm not gonna lie to you. Who the fuck is Cat Barber? <laughs> That's a real that NBA player name, bro. I watch a lot Kat of basketball. Barber. I watch a ton of basketball. I've never heard that name. That name exists, bro. Cat Barber. Never heard it. That's how bad it was. Of Cat Barber. <laughs> Please show me Cat Barber. Is this spelled uh, like cat, like like the animal? C A T, I believe. C A T, straight up Cat Barber. Cat Barber, <laughs> like he gives like man? like he cuts cat hair. <laughs> cat Barber, that man right Dr. there. Seuss character. Oh, Nate McMillan just decided to play that man instead of Jalen Johnson. That's how bad it was. But Cat Barber sounds like a kids show, like like Paw Patrol, like giving animals jobs. <sighs> Man, oh, man. <laughs> it was that bad. It was that bad. But Jenna Johnson's a great player. Hey, um, shout out Cat Barber. He got his time in the NBA. Nate McMillan yeah. has a special spot in hell. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true gospel of every Atlanta Hawks that, fan. <laughs> that seems a bit much. <laughs> He's been a bad basketball coach. <laughs> Zero points per game. This man is Pepe Sanchez. <laughs> nah, don't, don't disrespect Pepe. My bad. My bad. He got a good uh, two. Exactly. Let's move uh, on. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let's reveal the next five in this tier. We got Donovan. All right. At 20, I have the Toronto Raptors. 19, I have the Orlando Magic. 18, okay. I have the Phoenix Suns. 17, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. 16, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. Where do y'all okay. want to start? Lakers and Suns and Cavs. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I have the Cavs in this range too. Mo has them higher. Oh, yeah, just review, we'll review my next five. Okay. At 20, I have the Pelicans. 19, I have the Nets. 18, I have the Cavaliers. 17, the Magic. And 16, the Knicks. I don't okay. have... You have the Suns and you have the Lakers here. 
We yes. both have them higher. Yes. Tell us why. I well, the Lakers. I feel like the Lakers at sixteen are fine. Like they're they're just like a, a regular team. Their record is is fairly regular. They haven't been amazing. Um, they've they you know had some losses where you know people have, have been out and I don't know. I'm just not impressed with with the with the Lakers. Um, Austin Reeves, hasn't, yeah. uh, you know, Austin Reeves hasn't been the same as as last year. They've had to do a lot of shuffling. Rui also hasn't been the same as like the playoff Rui that everybody like thought was going to happen. Um, and like I think I think that they are going to get better, right? I don't think that they're going to stay in this range, but. The one thing that is concerning for me is the fact that LeBron, ha- it looks like LeBron has to do more than ever right now. And that's kind of concerning long term. But like they're they're an okay team. I don't think that they're top 10. I think they have a lot of stuff to work on, but they're just they're just mid right now. But like yeah, I agree. But, but like on a on a that's decent fair. side of mid. Yeah, I I give them Ben for the doubt. They're cl- clearly the next tier for me. I don't have them top 10 either. Yeah. But coming to the season, I think we all would have had them lower half of top 10. They're below that now, but I did the same thing with the Suns where they've played good enough. They're both around 500, but they had a ridiculous amount of injuries. So I didn't expect them to play like a top 10 team. So I'm not going to hold them against them entirely. Like, have they been the 16th best team in the league this year? But then, sure, that's Pro- that's prob- fair. Probably, yeah. But they've also, listen, Rui missed a ton of time. Vando hasn't played a single game. Gabe Vincent played three games and is out for a month. Uh, Jackson Hayes missed a lot of time. Uh, missing one more, I'm not thinking of. I can't remember. But they, they, there was a point where they were missing four or five rotation players and had to just get yeah. it out the mud. And they got enough wins out the mud where I respect them for playing good enough with the hand they were dealt. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to be good when you're missing five rotation players out of your top ten. No yeah. team would ever be good in that circumstance. And like, okay, look, like, and I again, I get it. I think that they're going to be better. But there's other teams in the league who have also had like a couple of, you know, either just more impressive wins or they just haven't yeah. dealt with injuries. And it's not their it's not their fault, right? It's not the Lakers' yeah, fault that everybody's hurt. So this is that's why I have them at um like in, in this tier and everybody else I kind of feel just just looked a little bit more impressive than what they had. I get yeah, that. I did sure. the same thing with the Suns. So I just I made a concerted effort to not let myself hold teams accountable for not accountable, wrong word. To not ding teams too much for injuries. Mm-hmm. But that's just me one. Because I've always wanted that. I think people overreact way too much to injuries. But I understand if you're not doing that. If you're strictly going off of what happened this year. Which mm-hmm. I guess is the true spirit of a power rankings. Yeah. yeah. You're probably right. But listen. I think it's. I'd rather add context. And try to give a little bit of thought on what I think. Yeah. Really exactly. matters to me. Yeah. Exactly. But I get yeah, it. 110% agree. Um, not too here? outlandish. Thanks. But it's okay. So, oh wait, Nick, Donovan, did you have the Knicks lower or are they higher? They're, They're higher. higher. Oh, okay, okay, because you, okay, yeah. you, no, I mean, I get it. I, we have them on the fringe, but you put the Lakers and Suns yeah. down, so the Knicks go up. That makes sense. Yeah. Listen, we both have the Cavs here. The Cavs have been trash. They have been. Yes. Tell they, me about it. Tell yeah. me about it. Well, listen, they're they're also another team that started off with a lot of injuries. Garland, Garland missed a ton of time. Jordan Allen missed a ton of time. Um, and it's just... They 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 started off slow. They couldn't really maintain. They had like they've had some some good moments when when Garland and, and Allen are back, but we're still not seeing the offensive leap that we are hoping like Evan Mobley takes. Demons has been he's been he's been good. I just he's been great. He's been yeah, putting damn near yeah. thirty a game. I need I need to see a little bit more from all of them as like mm. as a as a unit. 
And, yeah. And w- once they start stringing to- together wins, then it's a, then it'll be good. They did get a couple wins, a couple wins against the Warriors. I don't know how great that looks right now, but <laughs> it's it's okay. I can understand <laughs> putting the Cavs this slow because. You know what I'm saying? Folks have been in and out and all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. again, I like to add context into the situation. And but with that, with with people being in and out, and Donovan Mitchell has still been him, Evan Mobley, although you haven't seen that leap, he hasn't regressed to any sort so far this season at all. And then on top of that, their free agent signing, specifically Max Struess, has been playing pretty well. And he's been the exact shooter that you want and you need to take that next step. And right now, just all about the rest of those guys getting up to par, up to speed, Jared Allen in the court consistently, and also Darius Garland getting his footing right, not turning the ball over. I think he's averaging like an insane five turnovers a game, something crazy like that. And we all know that's just that's just not him. So uh, I think there's a combination of things going on right now, and that's why I have him higher compared to where you guys have him at, at 18 yeah, and 17. Yeah, I, I want to give him the same benefit of the doubt I gave to the Lakers and Suns in terms of like I think they'll be good. They're just missing their core players. But it's not. I don't think it is just that. I think they have just also been kind of shitty, even when their players are there, mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. Like you said, Darius Garland hasn't been good at all, really, for what you'd expect from him. 6.2 assists, 4.8 turnovers. That's a pretty abysmal ratio. That's He's on Cade Cunningham time. Yeah. And for some reason, I haven't quite been able to figure it out myself watching them. Their team defense is ass. Like, Evan Mobley is still the level of defender he always has been, so it's not him. But I'm looking at their lineup data right now. Their most common used lineup is their starting lineup, despite the amount of injuries. Garland, D. Mitch, Max Struess, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. 125 minutes together. I mean, 125 possessions together. Decent sample size, nothing huge. It's uh, over a tenth of their total possessions. They have a 119 defensive rating. That would be second worst in the NBA. Even with yeah. their best players, they are not a good defense. When last year, that was their calling card. They were a top three defense all year. They have to get that together or they're not going to hit the expectations you'd expect from them. And soon we're going to be having conversations about D-Mitch leaving. Oh, oh man. first off, we, That's we've been so. having these conversations because he, <laughs> he just like, it's just very clear that he doesn't like love Cleveland, right? Yeah. It's, he, he didn't want to go there in the first place. Wanted to, wanted to be a Nick, but yeah, they, <laughs> I mean, the side, you know, I had to put that out there. Yeah. But, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. 17 is 17 is very weird because I thought that this team could sneakily be like one of the not even sneakily. I thought that this team would be one of the best in the East. And yeah, for them, and it could not, be hopefully they need time to gel. Uh, but I mean, they're do not they, defending do they, well. Do they need, need time to gel? You play the whole season. Like, I don't think that they're in the stage of their development where gelling should be on yeah. like, the top of their mind. I just mean because Garland and, and Jared Allen have missed time. And they've been in and out and are clearly recovering from those injuries. Yeah. Jared Allen's been on minutes restriction, which has been hurting them. It's probably a good portion of why their defense has been so trash. Like, he's a big part of that. And Garland has going through his issues that you you think will iron out over time, right? Like, he's not going to be averaging five assists for the whole season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or five turnovers. Yeah, he's not going to be averaging yeah, 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 five bad. turnovers for the entire season whatsoever. So, I saw him just like, this is the beginning of the season. You see the craziest shit and you see the most haywire numbers that don't really add a lot of context into these things and so i just i'm just gonna ignore that atrocious defensive rating look at it for sure pay attention to it just a little bit it. but i'm not running away from it i think it, it should I'm be not. something to be ignored because th- there's been countless times and nba history tells us that these 
10 game starts don't mean a damn thing when you have an 82 <laughs> game season. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like there's I mean, only so much you can what? only so much you can like, you know what I'm saying, take into real account and run with. Let's if see. they They're had still like, an elite rim defense, that's good. So the Evan Mobley uh, Jared Allen pairing still makes sense. The third in rim percentage allowed. Oh, never mind. I figured it out. It's just like the Hornets. It's bad shooting luck. Once again, teams are shooting 40% against them from three. Okay. Okay. So that happens. There we go. It's matchup based. Like, that's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. It's like, you can, I, I, you can look at it. Maybe it's just a little bit, but it's not nothing yep. to hone in on and like, be like, and like drive it home as a narrative. That's right. Yeah, that's where you get into trouble. That'll recover. Okay. So that makes me feel a little better. I got to watch more to figure out why, what else. Cause like, it's probably not just that, but that's, that, that, that makes a big difference. Shooting for getting 40% of your threes made against you. It's it's hard to recover from that. You gonna lose forty percent of your of three teams shooting your ass out and getting forty percent forty percent of the reason against you. And then there's Jared Allen in and out the lineup. Like we said again, Darius Garn coming in and out. It's just there's a lot going on there, and it's gonna take a little bit of time for them to get their strides running. And what they do get them running, they I think Donovan they still have the chance to reach your expectations. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I, I hope so. I hope so because I don't I don't think outside well. Well, yeah, the East is like outside of the top two spots, I would say. And maybe, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm forgetting somebody off the top of my head, but there's there's some spots open at the top behind Boston. For sure. And Philly. How y'all feel about the Magic? I see y'all got them a couple spots lower than me. I think me and Donovan specifically. I don't know. I don't remember how you felt, Mo. We're really high on them coming into the season. I was. I think I was higher than you guys coming into the season. Oh, okay. Actually, I think you were. So my bad. right my now, bad. I we can go ahead magic. and pull up the stats. So in our... Season prediction episode that we did a couple weeks ago. You, Isaac, had the Orlando Magic as the eighth seed. I okay. had them as the ninth seed. So actually, I lied. I was a little bit lower. Capper. And then, <laughs> and then Donovan actually had them as... I had them in the playoffs, whoa. Right? Yeah, I believe you had them in the playoffs. Yeah, you had them in the playoffs. I don't know where they are in your list, though. You, for some reason, you not showing it? up here. Yeah, I'm supposed to be looking at it right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> seven right, anyway, pages. You probably had yeah, him in the same range. Case. Yeah, exactly. He probably had him in the same range. Oh, he had him. Right yeah. now, they're six and five, the nine seed. They just won on a game winning shot from Palette Mancaro over the Bulls yesterday, where they were up by a million and then had to hit a game winning shot because they blew it in the second half. And I think that's the story of this team. Right now, in the first half, they have the best point differential in the league. They are blowing teams out in the first half, literally more than anybody in the league, literally more than Nuggets, literally more than Timberwolves, everybody. But in the second half, they have the worst point differential in the league. That's insane to be best and worst in each half. They're the literal best team in the league at building leads and the literal best team in the league at blowing those motherfuckers. That's yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah these, people, these people are, are ridiculous. They also can't shoot to save their lives. And, and like, that's why they blow these leads. <laughs> exactly. They can't, they can't <laughs> shoot. The spacing... The spacing on this team is one of the hardest things to to watch in the league because nobody <laughs> nobody on this team can can stretch the floor, and so you just have Paolo and Franz working into a whole bunch of clutter. You got these guards that they're still trying to figure out which one of these point guards is going to be the the guard of the future, and it's just it's clunky. That's that's the yeah. only word that I can use is that yeah. their entire offense is clunky and it's not as smooth. Like Franz Franz hasn't been as good as we thought he would to start the season. I, you know, Paolo had a rough start. I wonder if they're going to be able to, like, reach those expectations, considering that, like, none of these guys can shoot. Like, they're going to have to make a move. 100%. They, they, 100%. they have to make a move. And that's going to, like, that's going to be in, in their near, near future. 
they want to really make a push this year because to, you have to allow those guys space to operate and, and really get everything going. You yeah. want to know something interesting about Pella Bencaro? Please tell me. I'm, <laughs> in I'm the intrigued. 11 games of this season and the last 17 games of last season, so a 28-game sample size, since March of last year, essentially. He's going to be gross. He's shooting 40% from three. Mm. On how many attempts? For this season, it's 3.2. Okay. Which isn't a ton, but it's not. It's, you would like them to get to more eventually, but that's... No, it's not a tiny sample size. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's pretty encouraging. I think it's clear as day. And also, while while you're throwing out stats, you're also the number, what, two defense in the NBA? Three. That's not three, three defense right in the NBA. Don't look too much into that because numbers are fucking volatile as hell right now. Let's but, check the shooting luck. <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> love it. Markel Fultz is their starting point guard. And I think it's clear as ever probably that he should be the odd man out. Nothing against Markel Fultz. He's been pretty good throughout the last what he's been on the land of magic for five years he's been in the nba for seven years that's crazy as hell you know Wait, yeah. what that can't yeah be. yeah man he's been on the 2017 2017 draft yeah that's nuts dude oh that's crazy you get no donovan the Orlando <laughs> magic do not have good shooting luck against them they're an actual real good defense they're 19th in three-point shooting allowed so i think their defense is for real Okay. I don't know good, if it's top good, three good. for real, but whatever it shakes out to be, they're matching up to our propaganda. You know, we saying? talked about they have Other no shooting. Top nine, they have no shooting because they have straight defenders. <laughs> like yeah. Markel Fultz is big. Jalen Suggs is a good defender. They have two big forwards. Wendell Carter got hurt before that. He's there. He's a solid defender. Like, and they were for most of last season, especially second half of the year, they were a top ten defense. So I can buy that they're making a legitimate defensive leap, which is why I gave them a little more credit than y'all did because. I think shooting can be figured out with a move, with lineup configurations, with eventually they bench when these guys mm -hmm. are talking about. But I think strong defenses is a really good building block to build off of. And I tend to give people credit for that because I think that's, like I said, a strong foundation that's consistent. That's, mm -hmm. so that's, that's fair. I give them that. That's fair. When they make the move, I will be more than happy to move them <laughs> up my list, right? But until then, when you are bottom four or bottom five in the league in three-point percentage, you, this is your range. This is where, this yeah, is your lot of life. So, change six and five. They're winning games. In I, our I understand. <laughs> you still like, this is, again, <laughs> this is power rankings, right? We're, we're doing yeah. these rankings regardless. Well, not regardless, yeah. but like the record is not the only thing. And yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of six and five teams or you know, <laughs> six and six teams. They just yeah. don't, they're not passing the eye test right now. Listen, I, I if you that. watch Jalen Suggs, that'll tell you all that you need to know about the Orlando Magic. Of course, Paolo and all that, too. But he's a he's a huge factor into their success. I said last episode that every game that he plays, to me, it seems like he's fresh off a line of coke. He's just so energetic <laughs> and he's so I'm willing to do it all. And I said during my X Factors episode, like if this dude can shoot, what, 35 percent or something like that from the three point line they'll be a lot better and he can solidify and lock down his spot because outside of that, he does everything that you'd want your maybe fifth or fourth best player on, on a team to do. Does all the dirty work. He can handle the ball a little bit. She's been shooting a little bit and he's a fucking insane defender and just does everything that you'd want. He's been shooting 33%. You can get that little bit, a little, little bit higher. You know what I'm saying? They'll be, they'll be in good spot. And of course, if they make a trade yeah. for or trade away, Marka falls to be straight. Yeah. Before before we move on to the next category, we have to talk about the Pelicans a little bit. Because the other day in the media, and I think after a practice, there was a clip 
Zion Williamson was huffing and puffing, breathing like he's 450 pounds. That was the everyone takeaway. But <laughs> 450 pounds, <laughs> <laughs> But the real thing I thought was he said, I'm trying to buy into the system. You know, it's been a little hard. I'm trying, I'm trying to do my best. He said, We have a team meeting last year where people talked to me and said, I need to do better and be a better teammate. Now I'm trying to buy in. And he said it like it's a struggle. Like he's struggling to buy in. And that's the issue there. I don't know what that means. Because. What is he buying into? He is at his highest usage rate of his career, but just hasn't quite looked as good. It looks like he's, I don't know if he's carrying too much weight, if it's a conditioning thing, if it's a injuries adding up thing. But to me, he doesn't look like quite the athlete he was last year. And right. it's kind of concerning. That's that's my that's my biggest takeaway is yeah. for like when we've seen Zion in the spurs that he's played, every time he's been on the court, it's just been like, Oh my God! Like, look at look at what he's doing. That's a god. His, that's what I'm saying. His <laughs> second jump his was always like fantastic. He's jumping over everybody. Like you know, nobody in the league is jumping with Zion. Nobody wants to get in front of him, and that's not necessarily like the case. Like I did, it doesn't seem like he is as much of a like dominant jumper, fearless, fearless um, like leaper and stuff like that. And like you said, the usage rate. You would think that with CJ McCollum out, now would be the time that Zion's like, oh, okay, I can I can step up and I'm just gonna dominate and wreck the league. And it's not it's not that right now. And yeah, now they also have a lot of injuries <coughs> that have that have, yep. that have been playing plaguing them. Trey Murphy's been out, they need his shooting. Um they obviously CJ. They, yeah, obviously the, the CJ thing, they need his shooting, his playmaking. But for Zion, that comment was also very big for me because now, now seems like the most perfect time for you to love the system, considering that it's all about you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's we, so uh, hard to figure them out. Go ahead. Before last year, I think most said this a lot. He said his biggest issue with this team was just too many cooks, too many people need the ball, and it's just doing too much, too many cooks in the kitchen. But last year, we didn't see that really matter when Zion was healthy, at least because every game they had a guy who was playing at a legitimate MVP level. When you don't have that, and you don't have the one guy who's also a cook but can shoot the three, CJ McCollum, I think he's their most important player fit-wise. You don't have that, and Zion looks regular and doesn't kind of give them that ceiling every game of being the best player on the court. You're starting to see what Mo was scared of, of them having too many cooks, none of guys that play off ball, none of spacing. Their offense is trash because of that. Mo was right. No, yeah, you're absolutely... Yeah, you're right about me being right, of course. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Pel is just sad because they're straight they're an okay team and zion hasn't been fucking terrible but we don't talk about zion to be regular nothing should be regular exactly. about him he, his efficiency shouldn't be down you know what i'm saying he shouldn't be moving just a step or two slower whatsoever they need him to be every bit of the superstar that everyone thought he was going to be coming out of this draft and if he's not then the pelicans are just a meh product because the construction yeah. around him is just it's good, but it's like, meh, you know what I'm saying? So The numbers are interesting. He's still, very. in terms of efficiency, he's still shooting at the rim just fine, I guess. He's shooting 67%. Last year it was 69, year before that 67. That's an elite number for a forward. That's not an issue. But it's the amount of times he's getting to the rim. Last year it was 75% of his shots that were at the rim. Year before that, 81%. That's, a, that's an absurd amount. That's like yeah. damn near you're a lob threat. This year it's only 63%. And where that jump comes from now is he's shooting a ton of shots from floater range. Up to 36% of his shots there last year was 
So which an extra fifteen percent, really which that just means to me is that he can't get past his guy as much. Or honestly, it's, it's probably you know his. It's a little bit of both. Jumps at, he jumps at big man's face and kind of just goes at people because he can jump higher than them. And if we're saying it doesn't look like he's quite the athlete, doesn't have quite the bounce, he can't do that anymore. Yeah. So he's you know taking short mid range shots, floaters, and he's fucking horrendous at those. He shoots twenty eight percent on those. He's awful. Uh, he's no touch from the floater range, so that's bringing his, all yeah. of his efficiency down. Yeah. That's a problem. If you can't get to the rim as much and all you can do is score at the rim, but you can't get there right now for whatever reason, that's yeah. kind of scary. Doesn't That's a red flag. And to add context to that conversation too, it's a little bit of that. And then it's also like Jonas Valanciunas being there. Like, of course, Jonas, I think he he attempts maybe like three, max four, three, three, three pointers per game. But that's not yeah. necessarily his thing. That's not his bag. No one will ever in their entire life label him as a shooter <laughs> because that's not what he's made out to be. He's Jonas Valanciunas. Get your big ass in the paint. Yeah. That's what he'd be doing <laughs> most of the time. So Jonas Valanciunas having another extra guy being around Zion Williamson, who is not, who appears to not be at peak form, is also an issue. So I think these things will, they might, you know, Zion can either just wake up and get his body, get it, get his body into shape 20, 30 games into the season or whatever. And all this conversation will mean nothing because he's just straight up him, the superstar. Or if he starts to struggle a little bit and maybe we don't see hey, that man. peak version of Zion, then they might have to make some change. Be is honest. it his body? He's carried a lot of weight before and it's been an issue. He's never had this issue. He's always gone to the room at an insane amount, even when he was at his biggest a couple years ago. Yeah, but that hmm. was but that was three injuries ago. Like think like and that's 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 actually crazy to to think about is he's been in the league for five years and every single year there's been a major injury. And so it's like at if he was what, two years older than what he is right now and he's like twenty six, twenty seven and you've already had three injuries to your lower body, you would I don't think you would expect him to be the kind of athlete that he is. And so for somebody, and I'm like, for somebody as big as he is to have the injuries that he already has on his body, it makes sense why he wouldn't necessarily be the same athlete. So maybe, that's scary long term. Is that just going to be the thing? No, it is. It is scary. And I, I kind of think, I, I, no. think I, don't, I don't, I don't want to overreact and I'm not, no. gonna, I'm not, I'm obviously like not <laughs> writing him off or anything. My, I will say my expectations for Zion are very tempered right now they're, Sheesh, man, they're, that they're sucks. very tempered that sucks i like zion a lot if he's not gonna i'll be very sad as a fan if we don't see prime zion anymore because what we saw started last year when he was legitimately looking like a top five player in the league for that span before he got hurt and i will feel so robbed as a fan if we don't see that version of him again <laughs> you, you might a- you might want to file a police report <laughs> oh, i hate injuries so much we're, oh, prob- we're, we're probably uh, robbed we're probably yeah. robbed yeah, we can move Everybody. on, man. Let's go. Let's, right. let's move on to knock to the next five. Let's get some positivity in here. Mo, who is your fifteen through eleven? Oh, you're hating. Mm. What? <laughs> what? So man, you're you're drunk. Drunk. I have the Indiana Pacers, fourteen, the Sacramento Kings, thirteen, the Clippers, twelve, the Cavs, and at eleven, the injury riddled uh, Phoenix Suns. Mo, I'm gonna let you know now. You're gonna get flamed in the comments for this. How in the living fuck could you put the Clippers above the Pacers? Listen, I am taking things with a grain of salt slightly. Them seeing how they battled against the best team in the NBA, the Denver Nuggets, gave me a lot of hope for them and their future. Next few games, they go get, I think their schedule is a little bit nicer to them. I could be wrong, but I believe last time I checked, I believe it was nicer to them. And 
seeing how they played just gave me a lot of hope that they'll be better. They could not be worse. Now, I could be completely wrong. They're the Clippers. The worst happens to them all the time. So I don't want to, I don't want that to take away from how great and pretty much historic, no, literally, quite literally historic Tyrese Halliburton has been. I think I said in my predictions that the Pacers are going to be like a top six seed and they're probably going to end up as that once things net out at the end of the season. But don't pay too much attention to, don't tie them in with the Pacers. This is more so about the Clippers. Why not? How I feel about you, them. you put them above them. I should, I'm definitely going to tie them in. <laughs> Hell you no, said I'm you not. have faith. I right, listen. You said that the Clippers, you have faith they're going to get better. I don't need fucking faith in the Pacers because they're seven and four and have the best offense in the league by a wide margin. I get what you're doing, but it's a power rankings and we're supposed to be going off of like what's happened this season. And I don't know how you could possibly have the Clippers in the top 15 based on this season. Listen, they've lost six in a row. <laughs> five, is, five in a row, five in a row, five in a row. Maybe by the time this podcast episode comes out, it may be six in a row. And at that point, this will be very bleak for me and what I'm pushing. But I digress for now. Continue. Donovan, why do you think, do you think I misplaced the Clippers? <laughs> I think you <laughs> Does he think? I think, yes, I had them in my bottom 20. Like, I think, <laughs> I think you misplaced the Clippers. I think you misplaced the Cavs and the Suns. I think that you are mm. giving them a massive benefit of the doubt because of the names on their roster. And you are not actually taking into account, like, what they've produced on the floor. Because there's no reason why the Kings, who have also dealt with injury and have looked better than the Cavs and the and the Suns, why they should be at 14. There's no reason why, like Isaac said, the Pacers, who have been lighting everybody up, should be below any of those three teams. And so, yeah, I think I think your top three is wrong. And I think when we made, over the summer, when we made the centers list, you told me that I had made the worst list in TV3 <laughs> history. I think that you've taken the mantle from that. I, 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 truly, I truly believe that. We go list for list right now. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think you just like completely went into it with a different vision than we did. I think your your what you were going for was just a completely different. Like it's a, you're playing a different game than us. You're you're like projecting, and we're going off of what's happened this year. So we're just moving on different scales right now. We're just completely completely maybe it's my leniency just getting to me, and I just me just knowing that things will realign themselves twenty games later into the season. Pacers and that's go fair. On and yeah, I mean not 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 really, but whenever they no, it do is that, <laughs> whenever whenever that happens, right? What if what if we get twenty games in, into the season <coughs> and the Clippers have won two more games in the next eight? What if they go two and eight in the next ten? <laughs> Well, that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> why? It's a, why? It's a continuation of everything that they're, that they're doing right now. So how is that different? I it's think the different. spirit of a power rankings is to react to what's happened. And then once things realign, then we adjust. So I, again, I think we went into it with a different point of view. Yeah, this this is just wrong. Um, okay, I got <laughs> Show me your five. <laughs> yeah, let's pull, see your five. Pull them off. Pull them off five. Oh, yeah. hell no. You have the Hawks top 12 and I'm a Hawks fan. Now that You're is the, a criminal right there. Okay. Don't, to, most okay, crazy. Okay, okay. okay. Say, say it first. Okay. Audio I'm, I'm, say I'm it first. my five. I'm my five. I have the Warriors at 15. I have the Bucks at 14. I have the Nets at 13. I have the Hawks at 12. And I have the Pacers at 11. Okay. Let's so, Moe is drunk. This five is also drunk. Why are the Bucks so low? The Bucks are overreacting so, low. so hard. They, that, why? That's crazy. Why? One, why Listen. are the fucking Nets above them? 
What are we doing? What? The Bucks are the four right, seed. They're right when, right when I took what, the crown of the worst list, you just took that shit right back point, from my head and placed it on yourself. Time yeah. out. What is the point of a power ranking? Right? <laughs> we are not power. Power rankings are not supposed to go strictly based off of record or seed or anything. Of course not. And if you, I know. And if you watch the Bucks, the Bucks have one of the Bucks are one of the worst defenses in the league. They cannot rebound for anything. They have looked clunky on offense. Now, have they won in spite of that? Yes, but if I'm watching the the Bucks, they don't look like one of the top ten teams in the league right now. They don't. They don't. They have not put that together. And for a team that has forget all the pre the preseason um, thoughts that we had, right? We thought they were going to be this like super seamless fit. Forget all that. They don't look. They are not fitting right now. And they are not gelling. And so, yeah, like they have more talent because Giannis has been going crazy and the day went crazy last night. They also, they also have, but that is individually and they still have not like mm-hmm. fit together. They're individuals on the team. Listen, they're supposed to be a top three team and we none of us should have them there anymore, but they're still winning games because despite not being at the ceiling, they're going to be eventually, like you said, they have the individual talent. Having two superstars means only one has to go off and you win games just like last night. So they're still a top 10 team. Like, they're still good. They, they just should be, like, top two, but they're not right now. They, right now, their average scoring margin, the, the amount that they win by, is negative 0.7. They have a negative point dif- differential. They are, 20, <laughs> they are 27th in fast break points per game. They are, they are, what is this? They are 25th in rebounds per game. They are 28th in assists per game. They are 26th in assist to turnover ratio. Their offense is not good, and their defense is not good <laughs> either. They're seventh in <laughs> offensive rating. Their offense is good. They're seventh. It, is, it does not look good. I'm saying. I'm saying. This but is, it is. I'm saying this is. <laughs> this is one of those things where I'm not like this. Is purely their offense at least is based off off of vibes and <laughs> I can tell. I know. I know it is. But every but everything else like you look at the numbers, it's like oh you guys just like aren't like efficient. Like what it like their their defense is also terrible. No, it's I ass. Think, it's bad. And that's. And it's it's a lot of things going on at once. You have a new coach. You have a new um, you have a new coach. You have a new roster. A new system. Everything is trying to get put into one place. And I think that through, that through the first ten games, they have been relatively mid. I don't think that oh, they've yeah. been. I don't think that they've been a top ten team. Wow. I think what this is this is an extreme overreaction because we were so high on them and you're so disappointed by the fact they haven't clicked like we hoped. I'm not that you've gone the other way way too much. You, all the things you said, those anecdotal stats are important elements. They're true. They're seventh in offensive rating. They're fourth in true shooting percentage as the team. They're still scoring points really well. It's been clunky. Sometimes it's been with Giannis and no Dame. Sometimes vice versa. You had the head run the pick and roll like you want. The first four games, I'd be with you, but they've started to come back and kind of normalize a little bit. And their offense is pretty good. You would have them as a top 10 team right now. I do, <laughs> yes. Because it's been ugly. And they haven't clicked like we wanted, but teams that have the talent and aren't clicking find ways to win games, and they have. This is one of the instances where we're not just looking at record, but for them specifically, the fact that they're getting games out the mud and winning where they're not at their highest proves to me that once things do inevitably start to click and get to the ceiling that we hope they could be, they'll be even better because they're finding ways to win without that. I think Donovan, in terms of what a true 
power ranking should be. He has probably the best spirit out of all that. And Isaac, <laughs> your last sentence, eventually things will get to that point. We ain't talking about eventually. They're winning right games now. now. I know they're you're seven right. Four. They're winning you're right. games. You're right. They're 7-4. They're 7-4. Everything, okay, <laughs> everything, everything that you guys have said about the teams that we are like talking below, like the Hawks for, for Mo who is low, the magic that, that we put under, you understand that it's literally a one game difference. The 10 games, <laughs> 10 games, like... The Hawks, are six and, the Hawks are six and five. The Magic are six and five. Ten games, as we've discussed this entire episode, is like it's a it's a lot in terms of like it gives us the opportunity to do these power yeah, rankings. Yeah. It's also 12% of the, of the season and it's very short. Yeah, yeah. And so winning games is very different. Talk to me in 20, in 20 games, talk to me in 15 games, whatever. But a lot of a lot of what we have to go off of for these power rankings, at least for me, is how does it look? Are you passing the eye test right now? Because in, in December... Then the numbers are going to even out. And then we can start like those will have a little bit more weight in my eyes. But they have not looked great. They, have, they haven't I get looked it. great. I think what it comes down to for teams like this, mm. if you can find a way to... The good teams find a way to win games when things aren't going perfectly. They find a way to execute and pull wins out. End of the day, it's about winning games in a regular season. That's the point is to find a way to win. And they've been doing that enough in a way that's encouraging to me that they're going to continue to do that. And it's not even, yeah. I'm not even giving that much credit in terms of like projecting. Like they, they, they're, they're just doing it now. They're winning. Like yeah. I get it's ugly, but you know, they find a way to win. I'm not going to, I can't ding them that much. I can't <laughs> put them finding, in the nets. <laughs> what nah, finding I, a way to win just simply means is like, are their players, their best player just going to do what the best player on the court should do? We witnessed it just last night or a couple of nights ago. Damian Litter gave the Toronto Raptors like 40. He's still the same. And that gives me trust and faith that they will be eventually locked in in the future. But right now, Donovan, I kind of lean towards your way and you swayed me. I, I think right now they probably have this way. I get it. I just think 14 is a little too low. Like you put them like, I, yeah. think, I, I, would, yeah. I think, I think if I honestly think that you guys would agree with me if I didn't put the nets above them. And if I, <laughs> if I still put them at 14, and I put the, I put the nets below them. You guys would be like, okay, like I see what you're saying. It's probably just no, the shock value of that. I but get like fourteen is too low, but I in your sentiment I agree with. If you put them at eleven or twelve, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, then having them the nets, having the nets above them is just hilarious because the nets have a worse record. Just it's literally, the, it's the same team. It's the same <laughs> yeah, like the nets have worse players, a worse yeah. offense. Actually, no, actually their offense is pretty good too. A worse they literally just have actually, a worse record. Just leave it at that. They're worse at everything. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know why the nets are there. Yeah, they literally Terrible have just error. a better record. Yeah, it's hilarious. Vibes. <laughs> the good vibes in. They have Cam Thomas. Oh, it's cool. Man. All right, what's my next five? Line it up. At my next five, I have the Warriors at 15. I'm going to green there. Holy shit. Mo has the Warriors top 10. Good Lord. Okay. 14, I have the Hawks. 13, I have the Suns. 12, the Lakers. And 11, the Kings. All right. Shout out. Your list I like is cool. that you have I the think, Kings at obviously, 11. Like, I think the Lakers and Suns have too much credit. I think that's projecting. But like everything else is cool. A little bit. So again, yeah. I think for what the hands they've been dealt, they've done well in those circumstances with so many injuries. So I think I think your standards change a little bit when you're down five rotation players and they've done enough to maintain what they should be doing, I think. No. Yeah. Same with the Kings. Like the Kings had a rough stretch with no deer and Fox. They got him back and they lit the Lakers the fuck up last night. Lakers won the second half of back to back and the Kings fucking pounced. And look <laughs> at the Kings. They made a million threes and they look like they didn't lose a step once De'Aaron's back. De'Aaron, once De'Aaron came back, they're back to being them. Listen, just know I capitalized on that. Just know. <laughs> just, 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 know just know I capitalized on that. 
<laughs> That's why Lakers dropped that one loss <laughs> that on the second hilarious. half of back to back when AD was playing hurt. Say, <laughs> so I, I knew that was gonna happen. I I made some some personal moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yet. I had I actually had the Hawks a little higher before the last game when they got stomped. They were uh they were I think twelve. I had them above the Lakers, and I was like, mm-hmm. I can't do it, man. <laughs> yeah, I did a I like I think fourteen is maybe the right spot for them. For where your mindset is at, Isaac, yeah, I think it's the right spot for them. Um, they haven't – they're just so – Trey Young is the main issue for them, and that's – he's really one of the only reasons why they have been so mad. The point at DeAndre Hunter, he's been mad back to his own old self too. But overall, I think this list is – it's straight. Do I they have, have the, to trade Trey Young and build around Dejounte Murray? Let's not have those conversations right now. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming. Let's not. Pascal have those Siakam for Trey Young. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> One thing but, uh, I could say. Just, let's talk about the Warriors. Let's talk about the let's Warriors. Do quick. Let's do that. Okay. Um, we have the Warriors at fifteen. Clearly, yeah. Mo has him top ten. Actually, no. Let's wait until we get to Mo's top ten ranking of the Warriors. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing crazy whatsoever. It's nothing crazy whatsoever. But if we want, we can just move on to the next. One thing I can't say right now is that I was heavily projecting for the Lakers, and and uh, for the Suns, just a little bit. I have them a couple spots over you, Isaac, at eleven. But yeah, I, let's look at the top ten right now. Let's bust into this. I'm ready. Okay. Well, let's bust right, into 10, low. I know Top nothing 10. too wow. crazy. <laughs> okay. Wow, that was okay, crazy. Tell us your what? Top 10. ten Golden State Warriors. Um, before the whole Draymond incident and stuff getting injured or your whatever, list is insane. they were looking. They were looking. You straight, just took the crown back. You just took the crown back. We switched over like what three times. This has yeah, to be we're going to listen to this right now. <laughs> we're going to watching the NBA this season. Keep going. Talk, say the whole list. Say yeah. Audio. All right. So, anyways. Warriors, number 10, 9, OKC, 8, the Timberwolves. Shifted, moved so far up for everybody's list. 7, <laughs> the Mavs, 6, the Lakers. Now, yes, six the, the Lakers, Lakers have the worst record, probably worse record than everyone, maybe except for the Golden State Warriors. But I have my reasons, and with my mindset, if you guys know, they will make sense. Okay, let's talk about the Warriors first. Let's move. Let's do it. I have the Warriors at 15. Donovan is as well. Yes. Mo has them at 10. I could have rocked with them at 10 if this was five games ago. Now, I'm fucking worried about the Warriors, man. <laughs> Same. Everybody that's not named Steph Curry is buns. Clay Thompson continues to look washed. Andrew Wiggins looks like 2019 Wiggins before he came to the Warriors. He's not blocking shots The no bust more. allegations? He's playing oh, man, aloof. That's sad. He's looking like a bust again. Draymond <laughs> got himself suspended because he wanted to put Rudy Gobert in the almighty chokehold. Which we didn't talk about, we will later for a certain reason. You'll see in TikTok time. But listen, they don't have that. They're not rebounding well. Dario Saris isn't a backup five. They're starting to see the effects of that, not having another big man. Chris Paul is doing well for what he should be doing at his age. Can't score worth a damn. Nothing outside of Steph Curry is working, and I'm concerned. Yeah, no, that's yep. absolutely fair. Looking back at this list, I ain't standing on this shit. Uh, if you sit here and tell me that Dario Saric is going to be the... Steph Curry, Steph, one of Steph Curry's best teammates, excluding maybe Draymond Green before he did that raggedy ass shit on the court the other night. Then I'd be like, okay, cool, whatever. But yeah, they do have their concerns for sure. Steph is fucking hurt right now. <coughs> I'm not sure for how long he will be out. Um, that too. But that's like a TBD thing. Shouldn't be for too long, but still, that's going to hurt in the yeah, Western he's, Conference he's like, because like teams are stacked. Yeah. So that yeah, all your worries and your concerns are very fair. But 
outside of that and maybe the Lakers, I believe my set my standings are pretty straight. I have the Mavs where they are right now because they've been fucking playing incredible. But again, I'm going back to this is where my power rankings are actually like holding true to the definition. Who have they played? You know what I'm saying? And they haven't played really impressive competition, but they've been clicking on all all cylinders. But just because you've been clicking on all cylinders doesn't mean that I should warrant you above other teams who have faced tougher competition competition and also have been clicking all cylinders just like you. So. okay, well, explain the Lakers then because they haven't been clicking on shit and you have two teams below them who are spoiler alert in my top five. Go ahead and explain the Lakers. No, yeah. Just like what I said earlier with the Lakers, nothing to really explain. It's just like <laughs> he said, I'm not standing on it. I'm heavily <laughs> projecting. That's all. Like I said, like I just okay, said, okay. yeah, it's projecting. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll give you a break. But Donovan, let's see your top five. Yeah, 10, 10 through 6 for me. I have Miami at 10, Sacramento at 9, the Rockets at 8, the Knicks at 7, Woo! and then the Thunder at 6. The Knicks at 7, you motherfucking homer. That what is are you crazy. talking about? They have, a, they have a top five defense in the league, and Julius Randle actually like heard me and was like, "My bad." I should oh, you saw me heard Julius you. Randle, good game. He's he's like, oh like, no, Donovan's on my neck he's right said, now. Listen. I gotta go ahead and get he's together. Said, <laughs> he said, "Donovan, I apologize. I actually really like the city. I don't want to be. I don't want to be deported. I want to be in the middle of the country. My bad. I'll start. Hooping. I'll start. Hooping. My bad. My bad. You saw uh, one good game. They said we're so back. Finally, <laughs> top ten. But listen, but that uh, game. Look, we've lost five games, and two of them have been to the Celtics, who, again, spoiler alert, are in my top five. And so, like, the other, yeah. three, the other three games, obviously, probably shouldn't lose that. RJ, who I wrote off in the offseason, maybe I just have to do this. Maybe I just have to call all of them trash, and then hopefully <laughs> hopefully they watch, and then they they play better. But RJ has been has been really good. He was out last night against the Hawks, who we beat. Ha-ha. Right? And so then, but uh. the, the, defense, the defense has been has been great. The starting five is in like the I, I checked the numbers. The starting five is in the eighty six percentile in terms of like lineups and how much that that they're winning. I I think that this team has survived a god awful start <coughs> from Julius Randle, and yeah. they've started to perform over the last couple of games, and they're on their way up. So yeah, that's why I have them at seven. But, Real quick, what's up? Can I uh, can I pour a little water on the RJ Barrett fire? No, no. All his numbers no, are stop that, all his stop numbers. That. Stop that. Show me your show me your five. Show me your five. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to get his head off real quick. He's shooting 50% from three. Everything else is the same. <laughs> <laughs> do, you under, okay, uh, do you understand what you just said? <laughs> He's shooting 50% from three and everything else is the same. You can do that. Shoot 50% from three. That's fine. He won't, though. He can't. That's impossible. 11 games. Let's it's relax. okay. He's doing it right now, and I'm giving him credit for that. Show me your next five, Isaac, please. All and right, let's discuss. Let's see my next five. <laughs> your hate. My next five. At the 10 spot, I had the Miami Heat. Six. Nine, OKC. Eight, the Rockets. Seven, the Pacers. Six, the Bucks. Hmm. Okay. Let's talk. The Thunder. Why the Thunder so low? I guess why are the Thunder so high? I don't know. I mean, the idea of Thunder's great. They've been good, but like six? Yeah. They've been playing well. I don't, I don't know. Think yeah, they're... they've been playing good. They're, they're good. I mean, again, yeah. most chiming in. Mo, you have my nine too. Relax. <laughs> no, no, I agree. <laughs> I'm on your side. I'm on your side. Okay. Okay. Relax. I'm on your side. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they have the ninth best offense and they have the seventh best defense. It's about, you know, seventh and ninth. Like they they're winning games around that rate. I just it's more about the other teams, I think. OKC's been good. 
very good. What we'd expect from them, I think. We all thought they'd take the leap. They have. The Rockets have been exceptional. They won six straight games. They're a legit they're top five defense. I think they'll stay there. They're really, really good. They're a disciplined team that as a elite, elite coach that found a team that'll let him be crazy and do his thing and implement a system and a team that needed that. The Pacers are the best offense in the fucking league. They can't stop winning games. And same, like I said with the Bucks, they're finding ways to win games enough that makes me think they're going to be that quality level team that we all thought they could be eventually. So while they're not the second best team in the league, like I thought, sixth is a solid spot for them, I think. Okay. When we get to this range, what I started to look at in terms of like tiebreakers was like, is what you're doing sustainable? And how much do I overall just trust you in like a playoff setting, right? So this is where a lot yeah. of the, this is where a lot of the projection comes in for me. For the Rockets, mm. I had them at eight. And I think the, re the reason why I had OKC over Houston is because I think that what they're doing is just a little bit more sustainable than what Houston is. I think that their defense is obviously going to be like much improved. But if you go and you look at their at their three point um, at their opponent three point percentage, um, opponents are shooting thirty two percent from three against them. Like that's gonna that's gonna come back. And so this this top five defense, I expect that to drop a little bit. Like Mo said, they've also played a lot of teams with their stars hurt. They've played seven of their first nine games at home. Like they're about to go on a really, really rough stretch of road games with I yeah. guess a, still like a young team. <coughs> I I like them and I I like what they've done. I just want to pump the brakes on them a little bit. That's fair. Well, we yeah. got we got in the same spot. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Not not much brakes to be pumped. But I think the only difference <laughs> is I mean, if you want to swap them in the and the Thunder, cool. Mm -hmm. The Thunder, this is really the only difference is the Rockets haven't played very many games this week. For some reason, they only played two games this week, so they haven't had a chance to lose more and fall down. Yeah. So yeah. the Thunder have like one more recently, so now they have one more win. Cool. I, I'm fine with that. But like, you, I mean, you have the Knicks there, which I think I don't. I don't see that at all. I haven't seen that quality of play over more than the last game played. But like, now, would you? Now you hate <laughs> did, you put the, did you put the Pacers yet, or are Pacers in your top five? The Pacers were at eleven for me. That's kind of drunk, I think. <laughs> like. <laughs> Here's the best you have the, in the league. <laughs> I can't believe you have the Knicks with that much higher than the Pacers. That is the Pacers. The Pacers also <laughs> have one of the worst defenses in the league, and it's ridiculous. And so the why, best offense by far, though. They are literally the opposite ends of the spectrum. They're last year's Sacramento Kings. And so, like, so are the Mavs. And the, the Mavs, if we're talking about what's sustainable and how much do I trust you in a playoff context, I trust the Mavs a little bit more than I trust the I trust the Pacers. But Indi okay. Indiana, Indiana also, they give up 130 to everybody. And it's, it's <laughs> crazy. It's ridiculous. They, like They can't stop scoring 135, though. <laughs> 130 is crazy. There's going to be nights where, like, you're going to, you're just going to score 150. It's it's crazy that I'm talking like this. Like, 115 is going to be your your down game. But you're going to score one, 115 and still give up 130. Like, they just, they're in track meets all the time. And I just... Yeah. I, I can't I can't do it right now. You know what's crazy though? They have the worst defense in the league. Like you said, they're polar opposites, or they're twenty eighth in defense, first in offense. Yeah, they're still a top ten net rating, which means no, their no, offense, the offense is, is motherfucking the offense is good. Crazy. That's crazy. crazy. Like just, teams, like the, they're basically like the the rock kings of last year in terms of like the opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. But normally, when you have that type of team configuration, you're barely winning. Like you're winning shootouts just by a little bit because you got to fucking grind for that shit. It's not normal to have a top 10 net rating with a bad defense. That's Who incredibly they, impressive. Who they played? Let me pull up their, their schedule real quick. It's I not normal. Pull it up and I won't care because Tyrese Halliburton <laughs> is a god. 
<laughs> I, under, I, under, I understand that. Here's who they've played. They've played the Wizards. They've played the Cavs without uh, Garland and Allen. They've played the Bulls. They've played the Celtics. Played the Cavs again. Hornets, Spurs, Jazz, Pacers, 76ers, 76ers. So they've had a handful of games against teams that we have in the bottom seven of our... Did stuff. they beat the Bucks? Did they? Yes. Oh, yeah. They lost once and they, uh, they beat they the beat Bucks and they beat the 76ers. Those are quality wins. They also have a lot of non-quality wins. And, and they so, beat the shit out of all of them. They took care of it. Like, um, they they're one of those I middle of the pack teams we can't ding them for their schedule. Yeah, they, they beat again, the shit out of those again, teams. You just said, you just said, Mo, middle of the pack team. I had them at 11, creeping into the top 10. You guys are good. I just can't, like, it's just hard for me right now to look at them and everything that they're doing. I want to give them credit. And I, if I was hating, I would put them in, top, in the top 10 so I could, you know, drop the heat out of top 10 because I was wrong about them because these people... Just win games. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating watching them win games. But Indiana, I just, to be that bad defensively is wild to me. And it just doesn't, (laughs) it just doesn't look good. I just can't get on board with it right now. Yeah, listen, I mean, I don't think they have the seventh best chance of winning a championship. But in terms of regular season power rankings and what they've been doing. So far. That's a formula that wins regular season games. We saw with the Kings last year. So, I don't see any reason to ding them for a bad defense when the offense is that ridiculously good. If you find ways to win games every time, I don't really care. Like, clearly, I'm rewarding winning games more than you guys are because I think that's, like, what matters in the power rankings. Like, if you get it done, you get it done. And if it's in a formula that is clearly... That's the opposite of of power rankings. I don't think so. I mean, again, it's not just that. I don't think that's the case at all. I think results matter. You have to be producing. But I mean, yeah, it's there's, also there's like, in a way like that's completely replicable. Though. That's not a fluke, right? Like if it was a fluke, like they're playing strictly injured teams or shooting 60% from three, sure. But they're winning games in a way that's a clear identity that's going to be very easily to replicate throughout the whole season. I don't see why you don't reward that. They'll be all right. They just have it like... <laughs> the defense is just terrible. And it's like... Just keep saying it. No, it, it, it is. It, it matters. And look, there's going to be some other teams on this list who are yeah. also like flip-flopped and stuff like that. I just think that some of their wins, you know, you might look down the line and be like, oh, it's a, it's a little fraudulent. It's whatever. But they're, they're good, though. And we were all high on the Pacers. I like them. I'm a fan of them. But you can't give up 130 every single night. Oh, my gosh. And try to be, <laughs> and try to be top 10. You can't do it. You have the Mavs top five. Listen, who's but better? They're the same. Who's better? <laughs> who's Marginally, better? the Mavs. No, 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 no. Who's better? Luca or, or Tyrese? <laughs> that's, that's where the where conversation. That's what you're the shit down to? Yeah. Yeah. I if that's what it is, you, I, I understand, I Donovan. I told you. Logic, I understand I, that. No, I told you. I told you what my tiebreakers were. How sustainable is this? And how much do I trust you in a playoff context? And right now, yeah. I trust Luca to do this more than Tyrese, and I trust Luke, I trust him to do this in I a trust playoff contest. One hundred percent. Okay, and I trust. Yeah. I trust right Luka, now. Sustainable. <laughs> I trust Luca much more than I trust Tyrese. Why? I That's trust fair. them both one hundred percent. They can both do this all season. Tyrese is not as good as Luca, and I don't think that that. <laughs> okay, our, that's, that's not the a point. conversation that no one <laughs> that should be having right break. now. Though. That's my tiebreaker. That no, you're you're you thinking about it from like a apart. place. <laughs> you're thinking about like a playoff type segment, Donovan. You're not you're not hundred percent wrong, but I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. We've been talking about the Pacers and Tyrese Halliburton for it's a little bit too long. So I guess now we should switch up to the top five. You're right. Thank you for being and adult. Let's move on. Move on. Because <laughs> at number five, I have the Miami Heat. 
They have, again, we said it all over again, witchcraft going on, but we'll touch back on that a little bit later. Four 76ers. They're nice. They're nice. Tyrese Maxey's like that. Three projecting Bucks. The Bucks two, are at three. Yeah, two. Everyone should be. Yeah, walk off set. The Bucks, <laughs> the Boston Celtics should be number two for fucking everybody. And at number one, the Denver Nuggets are the Denver Nuggets should be number one for okay. everybody. Okay, I'm with that. I'm with that. Obviously, I think Miami's a little bit too high, but your top four, I should know. I think, I think Miami being top five is better than Milwaukee being top three. I just. I I just can't I, get there. I I just can't do it with them right now. They don't yeah. they're not passing the eye test for me and I just no. What are we talking about? What? When it comes the to Bucks at the, the Bucks at 3? How can <laughs> we do that? Thank you. Listen. What yeah. are we what are we looking Again, at? Again, you missed it. You missed it, but I was like Bucks I didn't three miss it. I can hear projecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't hear the projecting no, part cuz that's what I'm talking about. So Oh, when it comes man. to the Bucks, seven and four, yeah, whatever. They're, they haven't been as great as you want them to, but Dame is still Dame. Giannis is still Giannis. You literally just watch Giannis drop fifty four on the Pacers' head, and Dame Miller <laughs> give forty to the Toronto Raptors, who are a, an elite defensive team. You know what I'm saying? So those things are tough. Can't look past by those things. And I know once we, once five games go past by, I expect. And I'm hoping that they go ahead and fucking improve. Then this this list will make will make a little bit more sense. Um, Guess what? Anything you guys want to say about the? <laughs> don't don't care. I don't care. I don't care about the fifty ball. I don't care about the thirty seven points. Wow, three, three is too high. It's just too high. To not okay. have, to not have Minnesota top five right now is wild. No, or I love Mavs. Minnesota. I, okay, the Mavs. I will stand on it. They had a weak ass schedule, and everyone's playing at their fullest potential right now. Okay, I love them. How and dare they? What How dare supposed. they play good? That's How not their fault. But I'm saying potential. that doesn't warrant them to be at number five for me personally. Play worse, pussies. Like no, that's, not, that's not the play okay. worse. But it's like if I'm sitting down and I'm looking at the Mavs, who have they beat for real? They only beat a lot of low tier playoff fringe maybe team so far. It's not NBA a strength of schedule competition. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, mean, I know, no, and listen, they're good, is, and they put them a lot higher. Yeah. Now, listen, I did, I had them out of the playoffs, bro. I didn't see Grant Williams being a 50% three-point shooter. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see <laughs> Derek Lively being an actual good center, not getting eaten alive every single night by the other bigs. And I gave yeah. them their credit, but I'm not giving them top five just yet because I want to see them do it for another 10, 20 games. And once they do that, then I'll give them their credit. But right now, nah. Okay, well, you don't have them top five. I do, so we're going to go into my top five. I have the Mavericks at five. I have the Timberwolves at four. I have the 76ers at three. Celtics at two. Denver at one. That's my top five. I think I have the same exact top five. Can you reveal it, Nikhil? Yeah, I have the exact wow. same top hey, five. Love it. <laughs> we're locked in. Nice. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think yeah. the point of this isn't... You said, I need to see it for another 10 games. The point of it is just off what happened this year, not what you thought coming into the season. And if you look at just what happened this season, the Mavs are clearly one of the five best teams. The Timberwolves clearly one of the five best teams. Easy. And yeah, I just I'm, I'm, I took away preconceived notions and just reacting to this year. I think they're easily top five. You could yeah, you could put them top three. Honestly, I gave the 76ers that nudge, but they could be as low as five. And even if you want to like knock the Mavs for their strength of schedule, it's disrespectful to not put the Timberwolves hmm. top five. Like Anthony yeah, Edwards, Anthony Edwards is disgusting, man. And like yeah. for somebody who's been trying to push this Anthony Edwards best shooting guard in the league agenda, I'm shocked. <laughs> Tell us for the TikTok. The Relax, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> you were standing. Up, That's crazy, though. 
I was switching my propaganda. I was switching my propaganda. But when it comes to the uh, Timberwolves front, you're talking about Anthony Edwards more so. Maybe it's me appreciating Rudy Gobert more. Maybe I'm getting a little bit older, a little bit wiser and seeing his true value. But what he is doing so far this season is, I don't want to say generational, but it's like it's special. And he is so far the defensive player of the year in this short 10-game span. And if you look at the stats, check whatever stats you want. Most teams in the NBA do not want to go ahead and shoot in the paint, and that's because Rudy Gobert is there. And if they do go ahead and get to the paint, Rudy Gobert with his big ass is deteriorating every single thing. Back when they played against the Golden State Warriors, I believe there's this play down in crunch time where CP3 was attacking the paint, and Rudy Gobert (laughs) showed the slightest of presence, and it looked like for a second that CP3 had a lane or had some space to get a little layup off or his classic fadeaway that he likes to get off near the paint but he didn't do it and he swung it off and some messed up play happened but that's all about Rudy Gobert and how great he is and of course you know what I'm saying Anthony Edwards and all that but when it comes to the number one defense Rudy Gobert is a forefront of that yeah they're incredible I this is the part where I gotta say I was wrong as shit preseason I thought there'd be a play in range team I actually put them at 11 in our power rankings but I supposedly said like I don't like that at all I think they deserve to be in the play-in race at least. I said a team's going to fall out of injuries, and I think they'll realistically be in there. I was like, one, to give them a little bit of credit. But for me, a little bit of credit meant like the ninth seed at most. I had completely given up on them. We had the episode where we gave our reactions to the first night of the season, which, you know, the point was to do overreactions and like be out there off of one-game sample size. So that was the explicit purpose. Man, I gave a motherfucking reaction, and I said, this team will never have a good offense as long as they have Cat and Gobert. It's impossible. I was wrong as shit. They're really good. <laughs> and the, the most painful part is the start of last season, I liked them a lot. I, I had sold myself on the idea and I was like, maybe it'll be the four seed. The season played out. The playoffs played out. Time went on. And I was like, I was wrong. They suck ass. If only no. I had just stuck to my guns. This is the version of the team that we had hoped to see last year that never materialized. Rudy Gobert, yeah. like he said, looks like peak Rudy Gobert. He's fully healthy again. They finally figured out how to play with each other. They had the best defense in the league, anchored by him, anchored by Jaden McDaniels, also being a DPOY caliber player, truly one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Anthony Edwards making a leap there, being a great defensive playmaker when he has to lock in. Cat, we shit on Cat a lot. Last week, we were saying that they should probably trade him eventually because it's never going to work out. Even if they're playing well, it's going to be in spite of him. He's figured it out, even offensively. He He's looks figured well. out how to get to his yeah. spots, how to succeed next to another big. How to find ways to get to the rim by slivering around and finding ways around the help defender by realizing he needs to be more of a pick and pop guy and create space that way. Everybody's figuring out where to find spots on the courts to make it work. And we were just wrong. Yeah, yeah man. You know, they're hooping. Whoa, you, can't, you just can't say that. <laughs> Give Rudy Gobert his goddamn credit, man. Don't just for say what? that. I, I don't have to do anything. You have to tell me what to do. He we said, can, we what? can get that right now. We no. <laughs> you're not gonna tell me what to do. So, <laughs> no, the number one defense. Him. You're a defensive guy. Man. I don't have this to is do the best thing. No, I, don't. <laughs> I don't have to do a thing. I don't. I don't have to. What the only the only thing Dude. I have to do is say is tell the truth, and that is that Rudy Gobert is playing well. But I don't have to. I don't have to like Rudy Gobert. I don't. Tell, I don't have to respect <laughs> his game. I don't have to do any of that. So like, listen. Shout out. Shout out to the Tim Wolves. Like for real, for real though, they are they are hooping and. For a lot of teams that like come out and 
you know, they light the league on fire for the first 10 games. Sometimes, like some of the teams that we think, you know, in the second half of our top 10, we don't think that it's all like sustainable. What they're doing is 100% sustainable. And they're going to be, they're, they're going to be a really good team for the rest of the year. They honestly, listen, there's not really anybody in the, in the West right now that I think I trust more to be like Denver. To, to, no, no, no. I'm saying to be like the, the two. Ah. Seed. I, I think, listen, Denver, this is your conference. Everything runs through you. You guys are fantastic. After <laughs> that, I don't know. Exactly. After that, it's a yeah. whole big jumble. And right now, it wouldn't shock me if Minnesota came out and had the two yeah. seed at the end of the year. Let me, uh, let's talk about why it's sustainable. Because, again, we all kind of had the same sentiment that we don't see it working out fit wise offensively. It's like, I can't picture what it's going to look like based on what we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. And that was because. Anthony Edwards is a guy who thrives getting to the rim. He's one of the best slashers in the league. People compare him to Jordan jokingly, but realistically they compare him to like D-Wade, stuff like that. A really great slasher. Cat is known as being the best shooting big man of all time. But the other side of his game <laughs> is that he's really good known, at... Known by who? By him? Okay, whatever, whatever. Him, he, who yeah. says that? Best in the league. Okay, three-point <laughs> shooting. He's clearly the best three-point shooting big man of all time. You know, taking away Dirk's mid-range stuff and whatnot. But he's known for being a spacer and... <sighs> Other half of his game is he uses that gravity, he creates some pick and pops to attack people <laughs> off the dribble and uses speed to get to the rim. He can he's great because he can get to the rim off the dribble. You know, next to Rudy Gobert, it was like, how does he do that? There's a big motherfucker standing in the paint and clogging it up. Those are the core issues that we saw as their offense is why it can't work. What they've decided to do is just be them I mean, let me backtrack. They still can't get to the rim. They're still 20th in rim scoring. They're not good at that. We were right. But what they managed to do is be good at everything else. They're the best mid-range shooting team in the league. And that's because Anthony Edwards has become a mid-range assassin He's and off-the-dribble three assassin. He's become a legitimately great shooter to the point where it's okay that he can't get to the rim. He was like, I'm not used to having a lob threat there. I'm, I need the space. He doesn't need it anymore. He's figured it out. He's a mid-range game where he shoots fadeaways. He can pull up off the dribble in the pick and roll. He can do pull-up threes. Space the floor is a spot-up shooter. Uh, Jaden McDaniels has unlocked a mid-range game. Cat has found his spots there. They're just finding ways to succeed despite that weakness, which is what you want. Yeah. And look, when everybody talks about like, oh, who are the greatest scorers of all time, right? You always think about the people who like have bags and, you know, just take like hard mid-range shots. Anthony Edwards is like fully leaning into that whole like archetype. And so he is like, like right, right now, is he top, is he top eight? Like, is he top 10? Like, what? Like, where is... Players this? in the league? Yeah, like, where's the ceiling for... At least on, like, the, you know... Listen, we gave Shea the biggest bump in the world after, <laughs> after last year. And if Anthony Edwards is coming out, doing everything that he's doing, being able to succeed, still, like you said, they haven't necessarily figured out how to how to fix that issue outside of just make more shots. That's, yeah. that's, that's, the, that's the difference. I'm just making more shots. And the fact, yeah. that, he's, the fact that he's been able to get to that level, like, where we put an ant in the league. That's the that's the interesting thing to me right now. That is 10 to 15 range. Yeah. I love that accountability that you're trying to hold NBA fans to. They what? boosted up, propped up Shea Gilgos Alexander. Um, and now that Anthony oh, Edwards yeah, no. is doing a lot of those things that he did last year while also winning. He has obviously a great team around him too. He probably is he definitely is in like top 10, 12, 13 ish range. Uh not going to have that conversation now, but overall, they're, everything is working for them. And I'm not going to sit here and like say like, oh, you know, they're serious finals contenders or, you know what I'm saying, anything like that. But 
There are things to peep. The Denver Nuggets, they probably had some of the most trouble against this team right here, the Timberwolves, and to see them get all this steam off rip at the start of the season, it's impressive, and it's something that we all need to consider. And like I said, my running theme for this episode is I'm not letting short sample size move me (laughs) most of the time, but this short sample size right here, Garnering the information from last year that we got from them when they faced the Timber or when they faced the Denver Nuggets, that number one defense moves me, and them being an elite mid-range shooting team, which opens <coughs> up a few things for them on offense too, it moves me, and I just don't see I don't see a world where they fall off. Yeah. I think they are a contender. I think whatever that means, like, are they going to be better than Nuggets or Celtics? No. But are they in that next tier? I think absolutely. Like in terms of like teams that have a puncher chance, yeah. I don't see why not. The defense is fully sustainable, and like as I said, like five of the last six champions have been based off of one of the best defenses in the league. You look at the Lakers, you look at the Raptors, you look at the Bucks. All these recent champions, they have top three defenses and middling offense. That's where the Timberwolves are, number one defense by far. When you factor out garbage time on cleaning the glass, they're fifteenth in, def- in offensive rating. That's a championship formula if. You have a true superstar to carry the load in the fourth quarter of playoff games. And if we Anthony think Anthony Edwards, Edwards is that, like that, yeah, if y'all think Anthony Edwards is that, this is a championship formula. Whether they'll be able to supplant those truly great teams at the top, probably not. But listen, there's most years something happens to one of those top teams and something crazy happens. If that's the case, the Timberwolves have as good a chance as anybody to get into that conversation. Facts. Shout out to the Timberwolves. Facts. Yeah. Bro, uh, they're an aggressive defense. And right now, they're top 10 in forcing turnovers. They're number one in fouls. They don't get they don't foul people at all. They're incredibly disciplined and don't foul despite forcing a lot of turnovers. Yeah, that's a crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That means you're an elite defensive team. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, they got it. They they are going to be a team that we're going to talk about for the rest of the year for sure. We, you still have not that. said one nice thing about Rudy, man. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> I have. No, I, you know who I'm talking to. Uh, Donovan. Yeah. He's DPOI. <laughs> For sure. All right. So I really do want to talk to you guys about the Celtics, right? And so (laughs) I really do want to have this conversation. They are, listen, I think that the Celtics, for me, like, it was a hard thing to put them at two. Like, I I honestly could have seen them at one. But the one reason why I had them at two is I think that they still have a Jalen Brown problem, but it's in a, it's in a different context. Okay. They... <coughs> they can't win. They're not winning non-Jason Tatum minutes with even with Jalen Brown on the floor. And I think that for a team that we've all kind of recognized has like the best top six in the league, and to have a guy that you just paid three hundred million dollars and is coming off like all NBA and all that type stuff, to have to be losing those minutes is kind of scary to me. And that's that's like a very interesting development. Because last year, when Tatum was was off the floor, they they won those minutes, right? According, mm-hmm. I, have, I have it right here. According to, to Cleaning the Glass, they win the 74th percentile with Tatum off the floor. They, went, they were plus 3.5. This season, with Tatum off the floor, they're in the 24th percentile, losing those minutes. Oof. And the differential, they are minus 6.3 with Tatum off the floor. That's like... That's like Steph Curry. That's like Jokic yeah. type type stuff where you are so heliocentric, and it's so weird to see that team with the amount of top end talent that they have be that, you know, disparaged without their top player. Yeah. What, Something to monitor. Yeah, I think that'll probably improve over time. 
I think, you know, we saw some time where Derek White missed a few games. Drew Holiday struggled shooting for a few games. He wasn't particularly good. KP's not the creator for this team because there's so many guys, like you said, mm-hmm. that that stat, I think, is very reliant on the guards that play when Jason Tatum is on the court, whoever's driving the offense. If Derek White's not there for extended, he, I think he missed two games in the middle. Maybe it was more, I don't remember. Drew Holiday has a poor shooting. I think that's the type of stuff that could weigh that down. But that is something to monitor, you're right. Yeah, I'm just I'm just keeping I'm just keeping a look at it. That's that's one of those things where and even even in spite of that, they have the number one net rating in the league. Yeah. They're they're like they're plus thirteen on the year. <laughs> they're just killing people. And they had a very, very impressive win without Porzingis, without Jalen Brown last night against Philly on the road. Like they also Al Horford once again just told Joel Embiid, like, I'm your father. Like you just you're just <laughs> not gonna score. And oh my gosh, bro. No, they're they're great. They're great, and I think that it's it's clear right now that the conference runs through them. My only issue with my concern is they still very much live and die by the three. Yeah, I feel like they true. still that's have true. that problem last year that kind of hit them in the playoffs where they fell in so many series and had to come back because it's just naturally go cold. Maybe they have the talent now that in the playoffs we'll see that not become as much of an issue because they have more guys that can just make plays happen, which mm-hmm. makes a difference. But, you know, they're 29th in mid-range volume and the highest three-point volume, obviously, 20th in volume. Nuts. It's a winning formula in the regular season. It's what Joe Mazzuto wants to do. It can win. It's possible. But there's just a bigger possibility of variance hurting you in the playoffs that happens, which concerns me a little bit. I can see them being upset by a team or being down in a series because of that, which you yeah. never want. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this formula before. It's been started by the Warriors, but there's the Warriors were a specific type of team. They had the greatest team of all time with the way they played. They could get away with that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Then we saw it next phase. We saw it with the Houston Rockets, and they were a great team, but they were not the greatest team of all time, and they died with that. And I think the Celtics roster has more talent than that Houston Rockets team, but not as much talent as that Golden State Warriors team. So I guess we'll just have to see where that nets them out as the season goes on. And overall, I agree with your sentiment. Let's talk about the 76ers real quick before we finish this up. Because... We, none of us hated the 76ers as a team. We were just like, you know, Harden's gone. So we don't know what to think because he's inevitably going to get traded. And it's like, what do you make of a team that's going to lose a superstar? Well, superstar, but you know, their second star on their team. Mm-hmm. And in turn, Tyrese Maxey just became better than James Harden. It became a legitimate star guard, averaging 28 points and seven assists on amazing efficiency. He's not only an elite shooter off from the three, off the dribble and catch and shoot like he has been for three years. But he's also used that in the pick and roll and dribble handoff specifically, leveraged that ability and got into the rim amazingly with his speed, got into the floater range amazingly, finished on all three levels and been an improved passer while Joel Embiid is still the best scorer in the league. They're just great. And on top of that, they have more depth onto their team. They got Robert True. Covington, who, you know what I'm saying, over the last few years hasn't been the greatest, but who knows how it might pan out. He's overall just still a good body to have. Nick Batum, he's a solid role player, regardless of rap lyrics wants to say about him. And then <laughs> Kelly Oubre, before he got hit by a car, <laughs> um, he has been Couldn't cooking really help for them laugh. too. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Listen, it's, it's I'll crazy. just... It's great. Bro, it's insane. It, yeah, he's not laughing because it's funny. He's laughing because it's like a ridiculous thing to say. Like the yeah. fact that I have to say Kelly Uber got hit by a car is yeah. a mad lib. He didn't roll his ankle. He didn't have a bad, like nasty work, nasty injury on the court. Nah, bro. He got hit by a car. TMZ literally leaked footage. Isaac said this in the group yeah, chat. That and that's why I'm that laughing because it's like, 
How the no, hell do they know this shit? Yeah, they crazy. must hit that man with that car because I knew you can't foot it that fast and move. So yeah. it's whatever. But Shout out him. He's going to be back in November probably. Yeah. Great recovery for someone who broke the ribs after getting hit by a car. Like fucking Bro, Iron Man and be back by the end of November. Yeah, he's ridiculous. So having Kelly Oubre, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, and then they still have DeAnthony Melton, who's a great defender too. They just have a lot of meshing going on. And that's... We're not talking about any potential moves that they may want to make uh, as the season goes on because they also have that versatility and flexibility. But that's enough for me when it comes to giving up to the 76ers. You know what what else we got to say on top of all that? What? I failed to account. This this is a running theme of me this year. Mm. I failed to account for coaching differences. I failed to give the Rockets Mm. the bump that I should have gave them because Ime Yudoka is really good. We mentioned it. We said they finally got a coach. They're going to be better. I didn't account for that in my predictions. I don't know why. The Bucks, with they had a system in place, and with our preseason predictions, I said they'd be a top two team in the league because I don't know why I kind of thought the system would stay in place. Agent Griffin's a rookie head coach with different values, wants to instill different forms of playing because they thought that old system doesn't work in the playoffs. That made them fall off in the beginning of the season because they have to get used to it. I didn't account for that. I did not account for the fact they replaced one of the worst X's and O's coaches in the league in Doc Rivers with mm-hmm. Nick Nurse, who's an X's and O's madman, who's incredible at his job. Before last year, when the Raptors decided to hate him, him and the players just had a falling out. Before that year, we all viewed Nick Nurse as one of the smartest coaches in the league. And for some reason, we didn't think that if you give Joel Embiid the smartest coach in the league, that he would get better. But goddammit, he has. Joel Embiid looks like one of the best defenders in the league. He's scoring as well as he ever has. He's being a better playmaker than he ever has. And then Tyrese Maxey comes in on top of that and is also playmaking for others. This looks like a smart team that knows how to deploy their players way better than they did under Doc Rivers. All facts. Yeah. All facts. This is, this, is a, this is a great team. Vibes are, vibes are better. And like you said, Tyrese Maxey is just like, you know what? I will be the I will be the star guard that Joel Embiid has always been been <laughs> asking for. I'll, I'll do yeah. it. It's my job now. This is you want in the trade for Dame Lillard to be next to him? I am Dame Lillard. I got it. <laughs> yeah, this so is that's nuts. Just, yeah. Tyrese Maxey outside of... Tyrese Maxey outside of maybe one player is the best teammate that Joel Embiid has ever had which is nuts to think about but yeah yeah man you know I was like it's so funny because I am all in on the 76ers and the Timberwolves I think they're legitimately really good and coming to the season I didn't particularly hated like them. either of them hated them mm-hmm. yeah like no stuff like, even the Mavs Mavs too like I wasn't that high on them I think I kind of let Donovan gaslight me a little bit into not being high on them he convinced me but like I didn't love the idea of them mm-hmm. but now I'm like they're good as fuck Luka's shooting 40% from three. He looks like he's making another leap. Kyrie is playing off of him perfectly. We're, we're seeing the exact way Kyrie should be utilized. They have shooters around him. This is optimized Luka ball. It's working. Like All these teams I didn't like, I love now. Now, let's come back to us a little bit. We did, your reasons for not liking them are logical as fuck, and you made 110% yeah, yeah, yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? So things yeah, can yeah, yeah. change when we do this. I'm not dumb. I was just episode. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> a month ago you were 100 percent wrong like you're just 10 games into it maybe the same things yeah, yeah, can yeah. be said so like far, 50 so games far. later you know what i'm saying so yeah i can't, I can't wait but for the next 10 games it's gonna be very interesting next what if tyrese max just falls off after just 20 points per game we're just like fuck <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why we got a reset order man that's why you got a reset cat starts order. playing like day one cat again we're like oh my god it's a little suck <laughs> we're giving all this <laughs> praise we were hopping on all this dick, and now we're fucking rough. Oh, <laughs> we. <laughs> he, this man has uh, yet to get uh, Rudy Gobert. I think I'm obligated but. to give them a lot of praise. We gave, I gave them a lot of hate 
<laughs> I gave them a lot and a lot of hate. Last More hate months. than I've ever given anybody. I'm not a hater, but I gave them a lot of hate. So I feel like I got to go the other way. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Crayon eaters, you have been summoned and it is time to rejoice. <laughs> We are out of the hood, man. This is this is TikTok time with mic stands. You might witness a generational, <laughs> a generational segment right now, yo. Let's get it's into so it. funny because we always could have had mic stands. <laughs> I said no. It's my fault. Thing. Give it to me. Give it to me. It's all my fault. I just man. Did, it's all I did, my fault. I didn't want mic stands. I like holding it, but <laughs> do you want to tell them why we had to get it? Do you want to tell them? Let's tell them. Mo could not stop moving that bitch. So there's a bunch of noise. And Bro. he could not stop breathing into that bitch. And y'all could hear. So there's a lot of noise. Bro, so this, we had to get him. But this has been an but issue here and we made it. since maybe like three months into the podcast. You said, nah, maybe we should get a mic stand. Don's like, yeah, I can go ahead and get one. I'm like, no, I like holding this shit in my hand. I don't want no damn mic stand. He was trying to stand on, on business and it just didn't work out. And I could not stand on it. But it's okay. Did I? <laughs> then I realized last week that he breathes like Darth Vader into the mic, and I was like, nah, you, you gotta you're trying to tell me I face. was breathing like Zion Williamson? Let's relax. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I take offense. <laughs> you were smacking your lips? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. We're going to start TikTok time. As always, we're going to start with the draft. And today, that draft is going to be a player draft instead of lineups. And what we're going to do is we're going to build the perfect white NBA player. So the categories we're going to do is body, shooting, finishing, defense, and passing. Draft order, Mo, Donovan, me. Simple. Nice. Don- Mo, what is your first pick? Okay, cool. Did you almost say Donovan first? I don't know. I generally nah, don't he know. Did. But if it was, you know what, I, you know what card I'm That's all I'm saying. It's going on the list. That's a strike. <laughs> That's a strike. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. All right. Where are we going? So for passing, give me... Ooh, yeah, for passing, go ahead and give me Nikola Jokic. Okay, that's a good pick. Okay. <sighs> I don't want to do this because I'm just going to double up. It's all right, though. <laughs> it's fine. For passing, give me Luka Doncic. Ooh, okay. I'm glad nice. you did that because there's a bunch of good passers, so I don't need that. <laughs> for shooting, give me Larry Bird shooting. Okay. Nice. And then defense, give me Alex Caruso. Okay. You got locked down the feel of the draft already. <clears throat> Let's go. Okay. The bald eagle. <laughs> For hmm, body. I'm trying I'm trying to figure this out right now. For body, you know what? Give me which way do I want to go? Give me Give me Christoph Porzingis. As, oh, you're gonna be a big guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you big big. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. So for the real defense, give me defensive player of the year, Mark Gasol. Okay, you're gonna be big as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then this is snake, right? So I double up. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Cool. And then for shooting, give me Steve Nash. Oh, my white boy is lethal. Nash. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. For shooting, give me. The best shooting big man of all time. Give me Dirk Nowitzki. Okay. Okay. For finishing, give me Rick Barry. Damn. Okay. I, I like that. Damn. Okay. What yep. a throwback. That's fair. Throwing it back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then for body, give me the most underrated athlete. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> it's not underrated anymore. <laughs> for body, give me the high flyer, Mac McClung. 
Straight hops. Straight hops. He's small. Okay. He's small, but okay. I see. I see, I see what we're doing here. I see. What I got we're a guard, doing. and I'm jumping out the gym. I'm locking down, and I'm shooting like bird. All right. Okay. All right. For my defense, give me Andre Kirilenko, AK-47. Good pick. Mm, that's a fucking. That's a great pick. That's a steal. Versatile pick. Yeah, that's a steal. All right, cool. So for my body, nothing too crazy, but what do you expect? He's white. Give me Gordon Hayward. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's fundamental athleticism. Yeah. Very solid. Good Thirty-five inch work. <laughs> Facts. And then <laughs> for finishing. Let me go ahead and get the other Gasol brother. Give me Powell. I always find a way to pick Powell. Every time he's on the board, <laughs> I'm going to take him. You realize you pick rim protector defense and finishing, but you're 6'7"? Yes. Guy's terrible. He's this fantastic. Terrible. You can't name an archetype in the NBA history like him. Are you building white like P.J. Tucker? White P.J. Tucker? <laughs> yep. Hell no. What do you mean? <laughs> Does Jokic not, passing not exist? <laughs> it's just a weird player with that height. <laughs> <laughs> We need to make this build in 2K. I want to I wanna see what this is going on like. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> Who does this look like? Gordon Hayward body. Is this? It's, it's, some, it's, somebody, sense. Crazy. it's, some, it's somebody crazy. Anyways, <clears throat> for my finishing, I have the shooting of Dirk, right? I have, I have the shooting of Dirk. I have AK-47's defense. I want to be able to score in the low post. Give me Kevin McHale's finishing. Okay, that's good. Damn. To finish it off, for passing... Give me Mr. White Chocolate himself, Jason Williams. Wow. Okay. I got the ultimate white boy. That's flair. Of all like everybody that. here, I have by far the whitest player. You do win that. You do have the no, whitest player. No, you don't you because you got Mac you got McClung. That. You're defying all science science right there, bro. You got <laughs> Mac McClung. That don't make no you sense. Also have, you also have American whites. That's why. Right? You, you, yeah. got, you got homegrown oh, whites on your team. Yeah. You know? Corn-fed white boys. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you're right. Find these guys in the Big Ten, in the Midwest. Homebred. <laughs> you're right. But you white chocolate and Larry Bird, I might have the most iconic whites. <laughs> They're just so white. It's amazing. You understood it's the great. assignment. You got it. I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I played to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for oh, the audio man. listeners, my player is the body of Mac McClung, the shooting of Larry Bird, the finishing of Rick Barry, the defense of Alex Caruso, and the passing of White Chocolate. We love All right, that. For my body, I have Kristaps Porzingis' body, Dirk Nowitzki shooting, Kevin McHale finishing, Andre Kirilenko defense, and Luka Doncic passing. Nice. Solid. I like that. So my body got Gordon Hayward body, shooting Steve Nash, finishing Pau Gasol, defense Mark Gasol, and passing Jokic. Very odd player. Nice. <laughs> I feel like he's just discombobulated. <laughs> I think you forgot you were building a big when you picked Gordon Hayward's body. <laughs> yeah. This is a nice big, though. <laughs> he's a great big. <laughs> oh, I forgot. You picked Gordon Hayward's body, notoriously fragile body. <laughs> yeah, oh, hey, he asked Chris Osprezingas, which one is more fragile at this point? <laughs> Facts. Y'all picked some fucking Q-tips. <laughs> you picked a guy who barely plays in the NBA. He's, he's so <laughs> You picked he's the like six one. NBA player. I picked a ball is life hooper. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. that's great. All right, man. Next video we're gonna do a tier list. This time we're staying topical. I mentioned earlier mm. in the episode that Raymond Green pulled a WWE move on Rudy Gobert, came straight for the neck. <laughs> we're gonna talk about it later. 
<laughs> right now, we're going to do a tier list of Draymond Green's most controversial moments. This guy's a menace. The fact that we can it's do great. this with like with all of these moments is crazy. <laughs> this shit is the same, bro. So, yep. You know what it is? Let's put Draymond Green's most controversial moments into a tier list. Oh, I can't wait. The man's insane. All right. So first up, <laughs> first up, when Draymond Green put his whole arm into LeBron's groin <laughs> in the NBA Finals. The origin of the dick punch. I think this had the most consequences. Yes. But it's not like, listen, in terms of controversial, this is S tier because a whole bunch of people were like arguing about it. But the actual like activate is just like, bro, stop being Dylan Brooks for two seconds. You know, like, <laughs> stop being Dylan Brooks before Dylan Brooks. I'll put it at an A just because it's not as over the top as all the other ones. Yeah, I'll go A. This is relatively tame. A dick punch is normal for Draymond Green. That's like run of the mill. Like, oh, Draymond being Draymond. <laughs> yeah, this is very normal. He is normal. who he is. <laughs> this is very normal. I think, yeah, a, a is solid. A is solid. You're right. This is the origins of it. This is the origin story of his era. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Love it. Cool. We let What's to see next? it. <laughs> next up, we got the time when Draymond Green tried to kick James Harden's face off. <laughs> I forgot about this one. What is this yeah. one? I need to. See. I forgot. This was, <laughs> James Harden was shooting a three, and Draymond jumped and like kicked him in the face. <laughs> I don't know how like your this? body just decides like to this? do that. <laughs> this is just silly. Like it's, I don't even know where to rank this. Can we just put it in like B for somebody who's in the NBA? Draymond has the least body control I've ever seen. <laughs> his his limbs just go everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good B. Yeah, okay. B is solid. B is solid. This guy's crazy. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Next up, the time when Draymond Green stomped out Sabonis' chest. Yes. Immediately. That was a couple months ago. Insane. <laughs> he jumped off his chest like a motherfucking trampoline. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, boing. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize until I saw it a couple months ago or last night, Isaac, he literally jumped up. You're right. It was a trampoline experience. Like, I, we have to study. Do some scientific studies on Sabonis' chest after that. Like, what is your chest made out of? Vibranium. It's crazy. <laughs> and uh, Nick, the fact that Draymond stomped on a chest, plus the meme ability of DeMontis Sabonis' is dope. Like, it's an immediately <laughs> S-tier moment. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Gosh. We love to see it. Next up. No debate. Time. <laughs> Next up. The time when Draymond tackled the Houston Rockets KPJ at the time. This is S tier. This, this is my favorite Draymond moment of all time. Of all time. Because all he does is just, he's just running around like a madman. Running from one, doing suicide bro. from one end of the court to the other. With no intention bro. of actually playing basketball. He just For wants context? to tackle somebody. This dude literally <laughs> just saved the ball, made an incredible play from going out of bounds, but sadly, and went to the other team, sprinted as fast as humanly possible to go ahead and just run. No plans, no intentions, just run. And then he tackled somebody, bro. <laughs> this is actually. Yeah. He's watching. He was watching too much Friday Night Lights, reminding him of his <laughs> MSU days in the past. <laughs> he had a reminisce. <laughs> this man played spring ball for from yeah. the state. Got lit up. <laughs> Got chest contusions and no more. Uh, <laughs> he can never yo. be Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> yeah, he wants to be though. We'll try hey, There's some more in there where he was. 
But next up, we got the time when he kicked Steven Adams in the balls. Again, serial dick puncher. He loves <laughs> this shit. He's never seen a sack he doesn't want to punch. A tier. <laughs> Why is he not S tier? This should Fuck be an S tier. Go ahead. He I'm done sure it. He did it shit bro, twice. This bro, should the be sheer a. force. The sheer force. And like <laughs> no, right. the idea that he's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just trying to jump with one leg coming up into the air. <laughs> just straight like ballerina line dancing. Just bow. Just leg kicking. Nah, man. That was, I've never that was seen it. somebody flop into a dick punch. You see his arms. He flows them up. He's like, oh, like he wants contact. Like he's crazy. He he's does so this. talented. He wants a shooting foul. This, this is a, a genuine talent of his. He does this he all finds the, the sack. fucking time, bro. He's generational. <laughs> he's a heat seeker to the sack. No. This man has a radar. He's a sack magnet? Oh my gosh. <laughs> God, bro, this shit is ridiculous. <laughs> Again, put sack that man magnet. in the lab. <laughs> sack searcher uh, supreme. <laughs> uh, sack hunter. This is gross, man. Okay. All right. Next up, the time when Draymond Green tackled Marcus Smart. Why are there so many of these? Why are there so many moments? <laughs> He's an NBA Stop player. Stop tackling people. <laughs> that's a good B. It's a solid run of the mill yeah. Draymond moment. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's solid. That's solid. What about the time when he knocked Jordan Poole the fuck out? Last <laughs> year. This punch crippled the dynasty. As somebody who routinely roots against the Warriors, this is the best moment that's ever happened to me. Last <laughs> year. Yeah. Listen, there's been some reporting... In terms of like what was said, I need the exact words that made Draymond Green go blind and see red to just knock Jordan Poole out. I need, I need to know exactly what he said. There's a lot of players <laughs> who get a bad rap in the media, but you talk to other teammates and they're like, no, he's actually the best teammate ever. A beautiful force in the locker room. Nobody has said that about Draymond Green since this moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's been unhinged Nobody since this ever. moment, bro. <laughs> this is when uh, he jumped the shark and just went full Draymond. He bought too much into his stock and was too much of himself, and he's never recovered <laughs> since. Hashtag sag nasty. <laughs> oh man. What about when he put Rudy Gobert in a chokehold? <laughs> the newest member of the S tier. He saw red and saw an opportunity to strangle this Frenchman who's been stealing his DPOIs for all these years. Wasted no time. This is uh, American imperialism at its finest. <laughs> he made sure. He said the French will not take over. Uh, yo, <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm think... doing this for the country. There was so much intention. He went there so fast. It had to have been like a hired hit. Like somebody had to put a fucking red dot on, on Bear's forehead. <laughs> I don't think Draymond Green understands the irreplaceable, irreparable damage that he done to Rudy Gobert's career. He is now 110% guaranteed going to be a Babytron verse. Swear to God. He's going to be in a Babytron <laughs> song, bro. <laughs> it's over for him. It's over. And then you got Cat in the background, too, trying to decide if he wants to step in, but he remembers. He got put that? in the like twice in the last four years. He don't want no parts yeah. of that. Cat was for sure like, uh, 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 am I going to do it? Am I gonna? Oh, it's over. <laughs> He did that oh, for 13 man. seconds. <laughs> Nobody helped out Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. And Rudy Gobert was like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Hands straight up like this. You're just in shock. Like this, bro. Tell me. As, as uh, soon as it was over, he's like, you're lucky. You're lucky I didn't get tagged in. <laughs> I, I would have been there. Oh, man. Yo, I love this shit. <laughs> All right, what about the time when Draymond Green karate chopped Austin Rivers' neck? Mid three quarter. 
A karate chop to the neck is crazy. There's so many. He has a whole nine. I genuinely don't remember all of them. (laughs) No, an attack to the neck has lethal intent, and he's done it twice now. (laughs) Put it in the neck. It's (laughs) okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Last one when he tried to take Kawhi Leonard out midair. Oh, that was that was. That's just dirty. Like, yeah, Kawhi was funny. pissed off at this. Yeah, he was saying none. He walked up to Draymond and said said a, said a few words too. So that is legitimately just like a bad basketball play. And he's F-tier. he's yeah. yeah he's lucky Kawhi is just like a robot who doesn't react to anything. If it was anybody, <laughs> if it was anybody else, like at least they would have gone like forehead to forehead and been like, "Don't do yeah. this again." Kawhi F-tier. broke out of character a for a second. Kawhi broke out of his character for a F. second and actually walked up to him and was like this. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and since then, he had to correct ever since he had to guard Kawhi. Yeah. Or whenever Put he that one in an F to kill. Yeah. Put it in an F. Just dirty. You could have ended this man's career. What the hell, man? That's serious. <laughs> what a guy. What and a what's guy. crazy is, what's crazy is there's more <laughs> moments. Outside of this, there's more moments. <laughs> this is really We could have kept going. going. Yeah, man. I didn't even mention the time when he... When he put his entire finger into LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, and James Harden's eye, gave him all ready eyes. <laughs> Three bro. separate occasions. Three MVPs. There's something that don't Three make this man don't like, bro. That's crazy. It's crazy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Giving all of them pink eye and styles. Like a maniac. <laughs> oh man. Somebody needs oh, to put his. Someone needs to fucking devote a college course to setting his brain. <laughs> Inside uh, the mind of Draymond. Yo, this tier list could have been 20 minutes, but we're trying to spare y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Yeah. All right, we can move wow. on to the next thing. Next thing I want to do, change the vibe a little bit. I want to talk about James Harden. We've we just spent a lot of time talking about how the Clippers have been torpedoed by his existence. He's been a negative presence in the lives of many Clippers fans so far, through six games at least. I want to name some NBA players, and I want to know if you guys would take them or James Harden to build your team around. Let, not build your team around, but just who would you rather have on your team or who's better in this current moment? It's gonna it's it. gonna take listen, we're gonna see what the gauntlet holds. I I might just be I might be taking everybody else. It's gonna take <laughs> a lot for me to take James Harden right now. <laughs> so it's real simple. Who's better, James Harden or this player? First up, Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese in my sleep. Tyrese in my sleep. <laughs> in oh my, my goodness. Sleep. Yeah, yeah, no it's not, it's ego. The shooting is insane. Younger, he's gonna be bro. Give me shut up, bitch. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Fred's cursing out Siri. Yeah, why are you yapping? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's our piece. <laughs> yeah, man, it's the passing. <laughs> He was so quick. It's just passing of the guard, new generation, running past the old motherfuckers. Give me Tyrese. Yeah, bro. Easy. Tyrese, easy. Next up, Mikhail Bridges. I'm mm. taking Mikhail Bridges. I'm, I'm taking I'm I'm taking Mikhail. This this is a guy who plays defense, fits seamlessly into a lot of teams. Also, very good vibes with James Harden. Is the opposite of all those other bad vibes, <laughs> <laughs> bad vibes, bad system. Taking Mikael yeah. Bridges. 
Take all give the me... words he said that are good and do yeah. the opposite. That's James Harden. <laughs> Facts. He's going to give me the same 20. He's going to give me great defense, too. And that's all you need. Damn. Are you taking James? James? Are you taking James, Isaac? I, I'm taking Mikhail. Listen, James Harden can't be the best player on your team. Maybe can't be the second best player. If I had to pick a third best player, give me Mikhail. He fits so much better in most teams. Easy. Next up, Desmond Bain. Right, okay. <laughs> the beard or the T-Rex? Give me the T-Rex with the strap. Let's on, go. Man. The T-Rex <laughs> is like that. Desmond Bain is nice. I'm taking yeah. the T-Rex as well. <laughs> it sounds like I'm you didn't want to say that. Let's go, Geo, dude. No, it's, just like, it's, still, it's still crazy. Like just the name value of like James Harden versus Desmond Bain, and you're like, no, nah, like it's it's pretty pretty easy. Like he's Desmond Bain. <laughs> Facts. That's great. Next up, Jalen Brunson. Oh man, this couldn't get any easier. That's a disgusting celebration, but yeah, go ahead and give me Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, you know no, I'm scoring. Rocking. Scoring is peak. It's it's sensational. No ego again. <laughs> Small next chain. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh. Now I'm taking Jalen Brunson. It's, it's not even a question. This is so this is so easy. He's so much better. He's my guy. <laughs> so much better. Okay. He's. I think this better. might be what world's better. He's world's I forgot better. you're a Knicks fan. Let's continue. <laughs> <laughs> Lamelo Ball. Mm, this is a little bit closer. But still, give me Lamelo. He's cooler. He got a Puma deal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I want and to. I want my basketball team to have fun whenever they're out on the court. Lamelo's going to make sure that that happens. Facts. Give me Lamelo. <laughs> Listen, you might win less games if you pick Lamelo over James Harden, but it'll be a lot flashier. It'll be a lot cooler. You'll have a lot more fun. Facts. Who's exactly. going to give me cooler Instagram photos to post? It's going to be Lamelo. <laughs> ten out of ten. Who's going to give me more likes? Lamelo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the one where James Harden's probably better, but. I'm not going to be the one to pick Harden. Eh. Lamelo's been sniping over the last five games, though. Less than yeah, sleep. we'll see. Yeah, he's been doing you know, a lot of triple doubles and stuff. But he also has Fred VanVleet efficiency, so yeah. this one's probably Blind. Blind. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on. The next thing we're going to do, I am going to, I'm going to show you guys some NBA lineups, and you're going to guess which team it is based on their colleges. We've done okay. this before. Done this in a while. You know how it works. You're going to see five colleges on a, t- on a court and generally where each position stands. You've got to guess which team it is. Okay. Let's do it. It's real simple. Very simple. Yeah. And to mix it up a little bit, to make it not easy, I added some question marks over teams. So, you know, you only have four. Cool. So, this is far which NBA you. team is this? Okay. So. I already know, Mo, you don't have to say anything because I, I have this one already. There's two Dukes, and that there's two Duke players, and the point guard is some low-level, mid-tier school, mid-major school. <laughs> this is the New Orleans Pelicans. Hard. Let's do it. Correct. New Orleans. Lehigh's finest, CJ McCollum at the point. This is the New Orleans Pelicans. I watch March Madness. Lehigh? <laughs> the hell is that? <laughs> so the school CJ went to, apparently. Never heard Where the hell of, is that? of him. What state is that? Don't in? ask me. I am not <laughs> here. I don't know. I only watch college Arkansas. basketball during March. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do that. It's hilarious. All right, next up. Who is this team? Okay. So we got a Duke player and a Kentucky player and a Florida Gator. I got this. I got this, Mo. Damn. Mo. Mo. You want one. Again? Take take this segment off. I think, I, I think I'm going <laughs> money. This is the Phoenix Suns. Incorrect. What? You're lying. 
I am. This is the Phoenix Suns. You got me. Yeah, Thank you. you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> wow. Who went to? I knew I shouldn't include a KD because the Texas team will give it away because you went to Texas. Who went to Duke? Who went to Duke? Grayson Allen. Yeah. Oh, he's starting. I forget. Damn. Yep. Got Bradley yeah. Beal at point guard. <laughs> you know, you know yeah. what it is. You know the vibes. Yeah. All right. Next team. Who is this team? Got Dayton, Arizona. Oh, I my know boy, this. My boy, my boy, Mo. Take Go this ahead. one off. No take, way. No way this, you know this fast. This no way. Take this one off. This is the Indiana Pacers. Pacers. There we go. Oh, my God. You got all three within three seconds. What you the fuck? Forgot, <laughs> you forgot. Obi Toppin was a New York Knicks draft pick. I know oh when my he God. went to college. Yeah, I knew Yeah, and I knew Bruce Brown was over there, too. Come on. And oh. also, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. I gave him too many boxes to Donovan. Damn it. <laughs> Clean sweep. <laughs> ah. All right, that's the end of that segment. That's Next all three. Do. Yep. You uh, yeah, fucking I'm flew here. through it immediately, so it's like the world's shortest TikTok. I'm here. Next thing we're going to do, we're going to do a segment that we did a little while ago where we're going to look at some NBA players and talk about what job they would do if they weren't in the NBA. All right. Sweet. We've got to try our best not so. to be offensive. <laughs> 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 not, not we. You. Mo, <laughs> <laughs> don't you be issue. a racist challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, which NBA job would these players do if they weren't in the league? He's First off, <laughs> Zion Williamson. Mm. Go, go Zombie walking around with with the hitch. He'd be limping <laughs> out of this. Yeah. What so to me, he'd be working. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say kill put in animation. Yo, that is crazy. We are that's right a, here. That's fire. Yo. <laughs> That's, that's amazing. This is his best work. He is a hard-working man with some gloves, and he's doing some type of honest work at some facility. And this looks Working like it's in right now. <laughs> now, Zion, listen, Zion, we all know he fits the build for every gym teacher in America. That is him. You sure he won't be a lunch lady? Mm. <laughs> Listen, he, he, can't, <laughs> he can't resist, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's too far. I know. Oh, this lady is <laughs> crazy. You, you locked it up. I had to take it. Had to take it. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I can see Zion as a gym teacher. I think he just looks like he would, like, bark at some kids to run their suicides. <laughs> like, I can imagine it. Not even. Just like, hey, hey, hey. Calm down. No, no, no. He'd be <laughs> a D-line coach for football. Yeah, team. I was going to say, he looks like a football coach for sure, dog. <laughs> yeah. That's a defensive coordinator build. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, next up, Brooke Lopez. I mean, Robin Lopez. Now he is. He's, he's in he's the NBA still, but he's not a player. He's probably a mascot, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, how ironic. <laughs> he's not that. This man is working at a juice bar. That's where he's I was going to say. I was going to say he's a yoga instructor. Yeah, this man's about fitness. He's a yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? This is for the guitar. It's accurate as hell, too. Uh, no, is, Robin Lopez is somewhere living off the land, practicing fitness, nutrition, living his best life, talking about chi or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah. No, he's definitely doing breath work in the mountains. That's his, that's <laughs> his breath work in the mountains. I just imagine him laying in the sand somewhere, feeding some someone's girl strawberries, bro. That's the, what? that's the vibes he gives me, bro. What the hell? Robin Lopez and Mr. Stereo Girl? <laughs> that's it? Yeah, bro. With the hair, I just imagine. That's crazy. That's hilarious. 
All right, next one. <laughs> Rajan Rondo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he laughing? <laughs> because we, because if I said it, then we would have to cut. So. <laughs> what would Rajan Rondo do, bro? Oh, man. Rajan Rondo, man. I ain't gonna lie. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He's a mastermind. He can manipulate anybody and anything. He might be a mechanic, and he might be trying to scam. <laughs> That's where you me. went with that. He's a mastermind, yeah. so he's a mechanic. <laughs> yeah, ma- yeah, mechanics are masterminds. They're a mastermind. The what? Craft. That's what, my, that's what right. Rondo is. I see two outcomes for this man. Please, either one, he's a coach of a girls' basketball team, or two, <laughs> he works for the CIA because he's a fucking genius <laughs> that can interrogate people. <laughs> <laughs> A principal. <laughs> Yo. No, this man works. He's a hacker. He works for the CIA destabilizing governments. <laughs> he's, uh, a work. he's a secret spy. Yeah. Yo, secret he's spy James Bond. <laughs> he's putting that mind to work one way or another. Oh, man. Oof, I love it. Good. He's hard. All right, next one. We got Anthony Edwards. He's a hooper. There's, he's, <laughs> there's no, no way around it. Listen, he was born to play basketball. This is this is his destiny in every universe. You can't imagine anything else. <laughs> there's abundance, what about an actor? An abundance what about of an actor? He's already it. in a movie. He wasn't good. Like <laughs> He was good for a hooper because that's what he is. In his soul, he's a basketball player. Yep. End all be all. We can't imagine anything else. <laughs> oh, we got an animation of him as a football player. Guys, if he's not a hooper, he's in another league somewhere. Uh, what number are is these, that? What number is that? As, uh, that's a, <laughs> as 11 and 15 mixed together. Are these all AI generated? I just really like Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, Why does AI never understand how to make hands? Look at his hand on the ball. Ew. <laughs> looks like Spider Man. He's a Ninja Turtle Claw. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yeah, All right, I think it's water. <laughs> Devin Booker. Oh man, nah, Devin Booker. He's, he's outside. Nah, he's outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go. <laughs> he's a mechanic for sure. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna lie. He does love his old school. That's accurate. <laughs> he looks like he works at an Apple store. Hmm. No, if you That's listen, if Devin, if Devin Booker was like ten years younger. He would have been the star of Pimp My Ride. He would have been the host of Pimp My Ride. <laughs> it would have been yeah, him in the yeah. exhibit. He's a TV uh, personality. <laughs> seeing Devin Booker, I feel like he'd be outside of the streets of New York and trying to. he's trying to spread the good word of God to everyone, bro. Talk about how he changed his life from his sinning ways. That makes it sound like he was in prison. <laughs> Are you saying Devin Booker would be a reformed felon? <laughs> I don't know about a reformed felon, man. He'd just be admitting his vices. <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, alright next one Draymond Green oh my goodness bro he looks like a correctional officer if I ain't seen one before <laughs> beating people ass on the low bro just beating the fuck out of inmates that's his back right there this man will be a bare knuckle boxer <laughs> why does like he look like D-Wade and Kevin Hart oh god <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest uh, episode of all time. <laughs> oh, my God. My God. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, what else does Draymond Green do? Draymond Green, man. It has to. It involves something physical, man. It involves Just some physical and hurting movies. people. Whatever you We're think dancing it around is. the truth. We're dancing around the truth. He'd either be an AEW or WWE, <laughs> jumping off the top rope, throwing people's elbows. It's, he's born for the WWE. He got the skill for that. You ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the mindset. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, uh, great. Man's a, man's a performer at heart in all the violent ways possible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Drake Next crazy. one. Jalen Brunson. <laughs> he's a teacher. This is a school teacher. Facts. He's a school teacher or an insurance agent. Mm. I was going to say, this man would be a governor. <laughs> this man is a public servant. Really? I, I, he listen, runs for mayor. You can't, you can't see it because he has the... He has a... God, I can't say it. You can't see, see it because he has the braids. But like, if he went if he went to like a fade, nah, he's he's a governor. He's a congressman. I he see him... Council president. I see him helping me take my groceries... <laughs> From the grocery store to the back of my trunk. That's what I see him doing. Looks like a really nice man. I, see, I imagine the yeah, public's way, great. He's helping people. Yeah, exactly. Very nice guy. Oh, doctor. <laughs> That's bro. No, he looks like a dentist. That's what it is. Mm, he's dang, a that's dentist. Hard. That's hard. He's <laughs> We're all on the same wavelength. I love to see it. Either way, he's making people's lives better. Shout out Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Making the world a better place. <laughs> Last up, Richard Jefferson. Oh, my God. <laughs> This picture is dirty, man. <laughs> what okay. is Jefferson doing in another life? Ironically, he's a barber. <laughs> a barber? Ironically, he's a barber. <laughs> a barber? Listen, he's serving the can justice you, that he can, can never have served himself. See, can you not see Richard Jefferson with the with the overshirt and the little towel over his head, just giving people an, <laughs> the cleanest lineups? Mm-mm. I see this man being a, a marketing agent, bro. He's trying to sell me on some shit or tell me how to sell some shit that he probably don't know how to sell. <laughs> no, I see man. this man sitting at a desk doing like Good Morning America. Oh my gosh. Him next to, him next to some TV white woman that are like talking about the news. <laughs> Breaking news. Ugly ass. You're right. Ew, it's I like, see it. Him like, <laughs> next to Regis and Kelly. Ew, I see it. I see it. I see it. I can't even imagine it, bro. With some random ass Caucasian lady, too, talking about some American tragedy. Uh, (laughs) America, (laughs) we're in trouble. America has a problem. Gosh. That was a hit. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. He's Ron Burgundy. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's the last one. Well, it's so hot in here. I got these lights beaming on me. I'm laughing too hard. Bro, I got it. <laughs> hey, that's crazy. That's great. Next thing we're going to do, we got a couple more things before we get out of here. But just be quick, though. It's a long podcast. Appreciate y'all sticking around. If you're still here, call me Richard Jefferson needs to be on. No, what should they comment? Uh, <laughs> what should they comment? Someone give a good one about Richard Jefferson. Put that man on Good Morning America. Richard Jefferson needs to be on Good Morning America. <laughs> Comment, Richard Jefferson needs to be on Good Morning America. (laughs) Put him on The View. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Next thing we're going to do, real basketball-y thing, change the pace real quick. I'm going to, we should do a blind ranking. Y'all done this before. You know how it works. Five players, y'all got to blind rank them without knowing who's next. Okay, okay. Real simple. I can get with that. I'm coughing my ass off today, Jesus. COVID? So... Blind rank these NBA players without knowing who's next. First off, Kyrie Irving. 
Solid. He's three. a quintessential three. Yeah. There we go. You were Dude, right we're here. here. We're here. We're here. Okay. Perfect. Look at you guys in sync. Next up, Tyrese Halliburton. Mm, is there somebody this is better? Tricky. Is there somebody better? Or are we putting him at two? He could either be two or four. I feel like two is probably a safe place. We'll put him at two. We'll put him at two. Thank God. If you put Tyrese Halliburton below Kyrie, I would have lost my mind. Yeah. Next up, Tyrese Maxey. Oh, no. Ow. He is definitely four. He's four. He's four. He's four. He has to be. Yeah, he's not better be than Tyrese one. Halliburton. Yeah. He can't be one. No way. <laughs> not yet. Okay. Soon. I don't know. Yeah. Give me 10 more games. I might get crazy. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, we're pushing narratives. We're pushing narratives. <laughs> <clears throat> 10 more games. He might be AI. That's all I'm going to say. AI. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next up, Jalen Brown. We're playing ourselves. Five is... So far this season, five is right. Yeah. This, five, this, that's tough. Listen, it's just the way that the list shakes out. He hasn't been better so far than these players so yeah. far this season. Whatever way you want to <laughs> that's also, he, that's he also better true. than Maxi. That's also Kyrie true. Kyrie or Hadley. Yep. Yeah, no, nah, it's not happening. Yep. Damn. Last one, Tyler Hero. Oh my God! You set us up, Don. Why did you see this shit coming? I didn't. This see is my that. worst nightmare. This is my bad. This is my bad. This is my bad. You put the white man on top again. Oh my God! <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm actually the straw. I'm actually the shame. 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 Shame <laughs> on you. Damn. <laughs> but not for nothing. Oh if you think about it, listen. Isaac already has one strike this episode. Listen. <laughs> You try to put the white man on top. What I got a strike for? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> All right, man. One more video before we get out of here. I'm trying something new. I'm going to have you guys guess the top five NBA players born in Texas. Okay. So, like, all time rankings, Texas. top five players. Well, I'm cooked. Donovan, you <laughs> see that hat on your head? You better get this shit right. Carry me. Because <laughs> I don't know who was born here. <laughs> all right, start guessing. I don't know. I don't know what's on their birth certificate. <laughs> you guys know any players born in Texas? I know a couple. We'll see what happens. All right, we'll start guessing. You're guessing the top five. Oh, okay. Uh, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron what? Fox is not in the top five. Jimmy Butler. What? Jimmy Butler is number four. Okay. Okay. Tommy, carry me. Listen. <laughs> uh, Trey Young. Trey Young is number six. He didn't make the top five. Damn. Don't carry me. We might flop. <laughs> we, we might flop. I'm letting you know that right now. I have no idea who's who's on this list. Who is born in this state? <laughs> you got to take that hat off your head if you don't know, man. Listen, I went to the school. I don't know. Listen, do you, do you understand how big this state is? Do you understand how big Texas is? It's huge. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't even uh. know who's coming out of Houston. <laughs> Damn. Is, is this not going to work out? No, not no it's, just, it's not going to work out. All right, yeah, we're just nah. grabbing. Never mind, guys. It's not gonna work out. <laughs> can can know. you tell us the top five? Can you tell us the top five? Yeah, it was Chris Bosh at one. Wanted to know that. Okay. Bill Sharman at two. What the right, fuck bro. is that? You're, you're setting this up. You're setting this up. <laughs> Sounds Grand like Hill the three. fucking bro. What? Where, Grand Hill at three. Where's he what? from? <laughs> Texas, apparently. How the fuck is from Connecticut or some shit? Lamarcus makes sense. Yeah, Lamarcus makes. Who the fuck hell is Bill Sharman? It sounds like the actual dude of the. Mr. Queenie guy. Mr. Queenie guy. He, was on he the looks Celtics like Mr. Queenie. He, <laughs> he was on the, he was on the Celtics like. in the 60s. 
in the sixties. <laughs> you gave us. <laughs> you tried to have us guess one of these. Give us one of these. <laughs> Come on, man. Set, set us, us up, up for failure. This, My bad. This two work. two I'm videos a- <laughs> in a row, two TikToks in a row. You set us up. <laughs> My bad. I don't appreciate it. I thought y'all would have known. I overestimated your random trivia knowledge. But Come on. Huh. my bad. We're ending the episode on a dud. That's the end. If people Crown are still here, what should they comment? Ooh. I thought we were talking about Richie Jensen. <laughs> Another one to make it to the very end. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Six minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> what should they comment? Okay. What should they comment? They should comment. This is bad. Damn. Radio. What the fuck should they comment? This is yeah, bad. Radio. This is too dead. <laughs> Never mind, don't comment shit. Episode's over. Yeah. We'll see y'all later. We, we got y'all next time. week. We got y'all next week. Goodbye. <laughs>